right on. We're back for the first time in two weeks. I'm joined by you two. It's amazing. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Very. Yes. Are you? Yep. You guys enjoy the episode last week where we had a... Uh, a red-headed gay guy. And... Uh, Semen. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like that? It was, it was good. It was a good show. It's it was nice. okay. It was okay. It was I mean, a, preview of things. I mean, to come. they've fallen off a little bit. I mean, the show's gonna be. They're good. not. I mean, they're not the, great. The show's gonna be crowded. Uh, so. Yeah, it's gonna be crowded. Yeah, they got a little ring rust, but yeah, a little bit. They can they can work it out. Yeah. Elena's tits are still gigantic. So she's got that going for her, right? <laughs> well, but uh, uh, Chucky Tater Sacks wasn't there to fluff them up and you know um, kind of carry them like you yeah. always did. <laughs> uh, uh, they're not good at this. Uh, <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck um, Rick Ocasek died So fuck we're gonna bummer. do this Which know. song? That's your favorite song by the I don't know, man But this That's is a good one It's just fucking great Rick Ocasek was in the cars He produced all of the uh, Like the first few Weezer albums He's produced a lot of great shit And he did this All of his dancing's got the street You know, he was part of the uh, The Irish Um Underground punk scene for a while. Yeah, Black Forty Seven. He was like reference him a lot. Thirty five. Whenever this came out, yeah. he was an older dude. He was an older dude. Yeah. Here she comes again when she's dancing beneath the starry sky. God, it's fucking great. She'll make you flip. I want to see this chick that's so hot that'll make a motherfucker do a somersault. It was Rick Ocasek, man. <laughs> he had a unit on him. I love this shit. I guess this was considered new wave when it came out. Yeah, a little. 1978. This was right in the middle of the punk boom. Yeah. And then the cars. Well, as we referenced before, he was in that. Well, these are these are just punk chords. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is a punk riff. It's a punk riff. Yeah. I mean, I've written multiple songs that are this. <laughs> what are you gonna do? But imagine going to the record store and seeing this this album cover. It's a pretty cool looking little album cover. Cute chick on the front. Yeah. And the first three songs or let the good or good times roll my best friend's girl and just what i needed on their fucking debut album just what i needed is i was going to say that's that's my favorite car song hands down it's it kind of sounds out best it's got that fucking synthesizer in it it's fucking tremendous you can tell the big influence on Weezer absolutely yeah i think Weezer just rearranged other songs absolutely they did I think the Cars may have been friends with, t- with, with back in time Donald Trump oh, yeah. and time travel forward and stole some ideas from Weezer. Absolutely. Could be. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're, you're on to something now. And that's why Rick Ocasek is so tall. Yeah, exactly. God damn it. It's all... It's, Wait a second. It's all coming together. Rick Ocasek is Baron Trump. Holy Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tremendous. That's what I'm this talking. Is, this is some good synth. The glissando. Is that what that is? Where the note bends. Oh, okay. Kind of like in a guitar would be bending like the string. Yeah, you, that, that would be a... You could call that... Well, glissando on a violin would be like sliding up and down the string where there's no yeah. fret. Gotcha. Anyway, Shwamo, tis I, the prince of podcasting. The bipolar rock and roll is... You gotta turn that slips. back up when the uh, chorus comes. Godfather and Gash. 
Uh, it is uh, episode 229 of Pillow 4 Radio. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Just this got- is the episode that everybody needed. Hey, we don't mind you coming here and listen to us talk. Ah, uh, fuck. Cars cover band. Oh, let's fucking do it. The Jeans. I've downloaded two of their albums, full albums, and let play. And just listen to the. Uh, you can play their bass lines. Uh, listen to their uh, their album tracks. This is solid shit. Absolutely solid shit, man. We could get famous just being that the, the, the West Virginia Cars cover band. Yeah. Well, we we can't get famous doing this. We get the rusted cars on your lawn. <laughs> Call ourselves, yeah, the autos. Yeah. The, the cars on blocks. Yeah. Hey! There it is. That's what I was searching for. I was poking around as Dutch got right in this. Anyway, as always, I'm joined by the uh, West Virginia Wolverine. All right, or how about how about this? How about the parts cars? Oh! <laughs> Even better. The, the uh, Boomer Bog Trotter. First black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawal River. Um, many other superlatives. That is old Chucky, a tater, a sax, over there. Chucky testosterone sax. Oh, shit. We'll get into oh, that. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to having to tape that shit Belt down fest. now or what? No. <laughs> it's second dose. It's full bore. Oh, we're in. <laughs> and as always, the world's greatest claw machinist weighing it at 198 pounds. <laughs> As a guess, <laughs> shot in the dark. Uh, you're probably not even sure right now, are you? I think I might be. I might be like 195 today. Ooh, no, 194. Have you taken a dump today? No. Mm. Let me know when you do that. Uh, that's old Johnny Liberty Loads over there. He is the um, Ronald McDonald of regenerative farming. Hmm. Of course. That's that's odd. The first time we've done that one. Yeah. You think Ronald McDonald would be right up there? I'm just, I'm just looking for my hamburger. <laughs> yeah, he's just a squirrel trying to get a nut, right, folks? <laughs> Comedy, nature. It's what, it's what we do. Sometimes, most of the time, we're not funny at all. But anyway, everybody's here. We're having a good time. We're trying to do thirty percent less whining on the show now. Thirty percent less whining. Yeah. How do you, how do you quantify that? Is it the amount of time spent whining? By feel. Mm. Or like we each like we give it a rating and then average that number. Yes. Now, do we need to get feedback from the audience? Our vast audience, tens of people listen to this every week. John Wilshatter um, <laughs> and uh, get Adam Bryant, our, our unpaid our unpaid intern, John Wilshatter. <laughs> John Wilshatter, Adam Bryant, uh, John Radcliffe. Let us know if we get a little bit too sullen for you. Kay. I think those days are are getting past us now. Yeah, we're oh. moving on. We're moving up. Things are gonna ha- things are happening here. We've got a goddamn advertising executive getting ready to come back. So, yeah. I mean, and she's, she's uh, never done any advertising. Not a goddamn bit. Not a, hasn't even put in any effort at all. Just sat over there with her giant mammaries, and, <laughs> and she never mammered to uh, to, to uh, help spread the word about. The she did. Show. She does have one hell of a broadcasting voice. She's great. It's she like, really does. It's like a professional she sounds, level. She sounds like she should be on a podcast. And that laugh is infectious. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> wow, That's just all like the mammaries. I'm like, man, what a voice on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it just does something The ASMR or something yeah. Oh we could We could uh, You know what I'm thinking We're gonna start a YouTube channel Elena Low cut shirt ASMR videos <laughs> Eating pudding Pudding Eating, pudding. eating low carb diet Eating salads Low carb mm-hmm. ASMR 
Apples. Apples. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm already getting a little bit toughed up over here. Two, pants. you know. How about this? <laughs> two <laughs> apples right <laughs> How about how about only eating meat? Well, that's good too. It's kind of like kind of a nice thing. Bacon. Like phallic meat. Different, plate, different, plate oh, different kinds of meat. All yeah. different kinds. Meat on sticks. Beef jerky, different different dryness. We'll have to film these in a uh, Brazilian steakhouse so they can just keep coming around bringing different types of meat to her. <laughs> well, that's a- anything, have a problem. I don't think we have one of those anything in from this a, state. We do. There's one in Charleston now, baby. Is there? Oh, yeah. Never been to it. Probably really expensive. Probably wouldn't want us filming in there. <laughs> Fuck them. She, 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 she could do, do anything do from throw like Throw mangoes at us? <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> They all know jujitsu. <laughs> They'll choke me to death. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Oh, I was just gonna say that it, the 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 textures range from beef jerky to like really really juicy pot roast. There you go. So you get a variety of different sounds. Hell yeah! Dude. I'm thinking about this a little too hard. Yeah, you are, John. Um, we can. Make John, it. stop masturbating. <laughs> I mean, we uh, we need to figure out how to, how to stream on Twitch. We're gonna make money off this broad if it kills Patreon. us. <laughs> We could actually start a Patreon account. We can start a Patreon. There's nothing account. stopping us. I have a friend who just started a podcast. It is uh, called the Pod Pod CVLT Cast. It's about polyamory. They talk about polyamory and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sound quality is really good. I've got a, a friend who's polyamorous. Her name is uh, Chastain. Oh, like you have to ask everybody now. Like when you're, if you're like dating someone, it's like at some point you have to ask them, are, are you or have you ever been polyamorous? Because you. It's it's like that common. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure some of us, a lot of us have, but we weren't aware. Yeah, <laughs> but she, uh, <laughs> like they have a whole thing going on. They started a podcast, and even before they even released an episode, they have a Patreon. Now I have no idea if there's a lot of people on the Patreon. I don't know anything about that. I don't get their books, but uh, they have a Patreon. Their fucking Instagram account has uh, like there's certain things you can do when you have something like that. Like for Instagram, like you can post a a picture with like your. Like a segment of the pod playing underneath it, right. which I might be able to do. I just can't figure that shit out. I'm not very good. I'm good at producing the tent. I need a. I need a like a technical guy. You know, I'm I'm a content machine. Everybody knows that. That's true. I mean, I've written forty thousand songs. None of them good. I. Uh, <laughs> You're like the L. Ron Hubbard of songs. Yeah. <laughs> One's going to hit one day. They're going to start a religion. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to turn one of your war songs into a fucking religion. Yeah, yeah. Just a long, meandering, nine-minute song. It's And, like, I'm thinking, I'm writing the next Hey Jude here, but it's not. It's approximately, just, approximately 900 hours of, of podcast tent. Between the, all, You've created. All of the... Just uh, a guess. Between all of the different sodes we I, have. I said three times about 300, because there's all the fun employment files. It'd be maybe a little generous, but... Yeah, Close I'd say average. We were we're probably around two hours fifteen minutes for all the all the shows, and about three hundred shows. Yeah, so two. Now NPPFR might have brought down that average because that was only fifteen minutes. Two yeah, five it was about times. A strange one. Uh, Fleshy Dream Pipe was another strange. Times about three hundred episode. About six hundred seventy five hours a tent at least. Yeah, just with the pot. I'm not counting music. Oh yeah, music. I have uh, at least 10 hours on uh, of music on SoundCloud. But if people have asked me numerous times, uh, why don't you guys uh, get a camera and just start YouTubing it and putting it on YouTube? It's a little bit difficult. Um, don't you have to go through their sensors or some shit? We, well, we, we, every one of our episodes. We, 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 wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to use, yeah, all of... Um, the colorful language. Well, the language, we wouldn't be able to get advertisers. Like that car song. The, that would be... We, we would get taken down for that. Down. Yeah. We'd have to get all royalty-free music or get local bands 
to so let it us- would just be the happy birthday song. And then if we say if we say something that's not right and someone reports it, yeah, which would be every fucking week. Yeah, no, I don't know about every week, but they wouldn't report. No one cares enough to report us. That's, no, that's fair. Just, that's true. Um, I don't know. Did Joe Rogan? You know, people are are allowed to say things on there, and it doesn't get censored. So. Yeah, they don't. Uh, I don't know that. It's been a while since I've watched his show on YouTube. I don't know that he has advertisers, like they play ads before his show or not. I know. Not on YouTube. Before the podcast, he does his five minutes of ads before the show. I think the YouTubes just usually start right up. Right on. Well, that's good. He doesn't need it anyway. Let's give Joe Rogan more money. Fuck him. (laughs) I love Joe Rogan. I do too. I also love articles attacking Joe Rogan because I read one the other day. I'm I mean, like, well, how come? What kind of a bitter cunt are you? You know, what I mean, just. I mean, I could like, a woman. I mean, I could like point general. out like hypocrisies and stuff, but you know, ergo, I, you know, there, there go I or well, whatever. Exactly. I can point out things that that are legitimate criticisms. Sure. You know, I think he's always at least. Trying I think to be honest. I think yeah. he's like. I think he's like a little bit of a chameleon, and I think that he. Uh, He's like super uber duper privileged and out of touch with people like us. Oh yeah, because he lives in L.A. and he's got tons of money. That's he d- true. He doesn't understand how anybody could not believe in climate change, or he doesn't understand how any. You know, he's got mm-hmm. this this L.A. kind of sure. like you you're going to get that by out of touch, yeah. and the fact that he's a multimillionaire and right. wildly successful makes his lifestyle by road a little bit different than you know the average person. Well, well I mean, it's like generalities too. You know, people. You know, I, I got into an argument with a friend of mine, and uh, uh, What's we weren't like? friends before having a friend. Yeah, <laughs> he became your a lot friend. More effort than he became your friend mid-argument. No, he became my friend after the argument. Oh, nice. he was my friend Perez. He was a, a, a black guy from Philadelphia, and he kept on saying racist stuff about white people. So I finally got tired of it. And said, "Listen and I, and here, I said, you, which group of white people might you be first? Listen here, moon you cricket? need no, no. <laughs> no, nothing like that because I just squib. I don't, I don't like it, but." <laughs> I don't like it from anyone, so I just get I, I let it go, let it go, let it go, and finally I had to say something. I said, "You're in a in a state full of white people that have been oppressed and shit on and all kinds of stuff." I was like, "Yeah, uh, you cannot erase white privilege. That is a thing. That is an absolute fucking thing." However, you're in a state where we have seen virtually none of it. Yeah. I mean, so it's we weren't dealt that hand where we were not even paid in uh, American money, where we have had to deal with uh, massive poverty, you know, all kinds of stuff. I was like, you know, man. You can't. I was like, it's 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 wrong to put any group into into monolith status. It's like you don't like it when it's done to black people. We don't like it when it's when it's done to us. Nobody likes it. So why don't you think about that before you open your fucking mouth again? And he kind of looked at me and laughed. Then we were friends afterwards. Did you hit him with a stone cold stunner? No, I hit him with stone cold logic. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn. No, he was a cool guy though. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah. Uh, we worked out together and stuff after that, and we're, we were we got to be pretty. So you good guys friends. became lovers. Nice, yeah, secret lovers. You worked out. Mm-hmm. Worked out. You really stretched holes. out his sphincter. <laughs> yeah. Were you the bottom? No, I mean I just power bottom. And mm-hmm. anybody, I mean, you have to if you want to be honest about something like that, you have to challenge it every time you hear it. You know, so. And not challenge it just from one group and not from another. If you want everything to be equal, it's got to yeah. be equal. So, oh yeah, I mean I'm, that's kind of the way. I, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna censor myself because of the color of his skin. Absolutely. That would that would be racist. It's, absolutely, <laughs> that's that's implying by uh, it's by my lack of saying something that you can't handle. It's, it. it's called racism by way of low expectation. Exactly, and yeah. it's very. And, and when I challenge him, he was because nobody. I mean, he would do it all the time, and nobody had ever said anything. And finally, when somebody said something, he was like. 
You know, oh, I, I really hadn't thought of it that way. You I was like, well, I mean, maybe you should. You know, and white, white guy checked a black guy about racism. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. It was. I mean, it, it got tense for a second. I mean, he was never in danger of hitting me because he knew I would have fucking crushed him. But um, it, it was actually much worse down south, like from both groups. Like you had two groups of people who just didn't like each other. And you had to understand why they didn't like each other. Of course you understand why. I mean, you're in the South. People are, you're told automatically by different groups of people that you're less just because of the color of your skin. Automatically. There was a whole apartheid system put into place to make sure that you never forgot that. They put up monuments to the fucking Confederates in the 60s. Or no, in the, what, was it the 60s? It was the 60s, yeah. Yeah, to make sure that you never forgot where the fuck you were at. And they're acting like these things are exactly. beautiful That's works what, of art. You piss on them. They're these fucking bronze stupid. castings. I mean, and, and, even, and Robert E. Lee himself said... I don't want any monuments. He's like, it was a fail, failed rebellion. We did the wrong thing. And that's and he, the only reason he did it is because he was from Virginia. And Virginia was like their own, their own nation at that point. I mean, you had how many presidents come from there? You had, you know, uh, a massive political system and, and social system, you know, uh, around aristocracy in Virginia. So I know a guy that knows a lot about aristocracy. My good friend Charles Vanderhoff. <laughs> He didn't. He knows a lot about everything. <laughs> he thinks he does. <laughs> well, well, if you could pick one word to describe him, preferably the biggest word possible, what would it be? I don't know. I can't. Hum- homunculus? Uh, no. <laughs> no that's, that I don't even fit. know what that word means. But it I know means it. a perfect. It means a perfect. Uh, a, a perfect form of something in miniature. Like a time, like a oh, like a midget would not be a homunculus. Like a like a like a model. Like, like this is a homunculus. A homunculus, homunculus of that's uh, oh, actually not. It's actually like the bagel boss. This guy. would be more. He's a homunculus. He's a tiny. He's, he's an in proportion version of a regular size Absolutely. human. A mini me. Tiny. Yeah, a mini me. A, a proportion mini. Sure. Yes. Um, not not with the with the funny kind yeah, of not with bags. Yeah, with, and with all the substance know. abuse problems. Jesus remember, remember on the surreal life He just poured Riding around on his Didn't little trike away Yeah he passed away kind of that, kind I of mean that's What a terrible life I mean just Easy grave to dig though Yeah I mean you only have to Go down three feet Yeah Tiny coffin And it decomposes Jesus. A lot faster Yeah Imagine just putting his little shoe lot less, a lot, lot, <laughs> in the lot, a, lot less, a, a lot less embalming fluid if you go that route. Christ. They saved a lot of money for him. I mean, I mean, basically what we're saying: the less of everything yeah. involved. It's um, because he's smaller. <laughs> is what it is. I'm punching, I, that's I'm punching down literally. He's, he's tiny. If I was going to hit him, I'd have to get on my knees and still I, big toe him. Yeah. I would. I would say I'd go for a leg kick, but that'd just be a head kick. Yeah. What legs? I mean, Jesus Christ! I know, but you bastard. couldn't strike him out. I mean, the strike zone on that guy would be. Oh yeah, I don't know why I didn't go into baseball. Exactly. Imagine him trying to steal that's a base money, that's, instead of money ball, midget ball. And Vern Troyer with a two-inch leadoff <laughs> on second base. Got to watch out, might get picked. He has a, he has a batting average of zero 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 on base, but he's never been struck out. <laughs> <laughs> on base percentage one hundred percent. You know the right terminology. It's not even fair. I can't even get it that low. The guy from Moneyball would have picked him up. And oh he, yeah, and he'd be he'd be the first at bat. <laughs> yeah, um, guaranteed. No, then uh, I was subject to. Uh, Racism at the job I worked There was one, Not not from all There was one guy especially They didn't call you a boy Did they? No Okay But one guy especially Everybody else was really cool I mean they were they didn't, It wasn't a thing We talked We were friends You know I make friends Fairly easily um, One guy though Made it no secret That he just didn't like White people And it just ate at me And ate at me And ate at me Did it make and, you want To win him over? No Made me dislike him Made you want to fight Because him. he was a prick And um 
I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I can't stand it from any side because it's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's also because it, it's also from hasty and ridiculous generalities. You know what I mean? You, you cannot lump any group of people into that in mass. You just can't do it. It's dumb, you know? And it's, you know, it shows how, how little education you have. They're all this. How do you know that? A lot of the people I know who uh, were racist in high school and are still racist now, most of them have never met a black person. Mm-hmm. So they would never fucking know. It's what they formed from TV and from what other people have told them. It's fucking stupid. And also Mexicans in the same thing. All these Mexicans. It's like, how many fucking Mexicans do you know? You're in fucking West Virginia. The I, ones you met the I fucking... I don't know, Chuck. I was in Walmart the other day, and I was right near the exotic fruit section, and there was like a fucking couple sticks of aloe vera and some fucking dragon fruit, and these two Mexican guys were shopping in there and speaking a different language. How, how dare, dare they? they? Jinx. Jinx. It was like... Pinch, Pinch. poke. You owe me a Coke. It was like, uh, re- like reverse ASMR. I could just hear those... Those hard just made you grind your teeth. Just, just those, those really hard vowel sounds, and the, and the, and the extra con- all the extra syllables that they use. Yeah, and it just made me want to fight. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I so hate you did. when I get on the phone and they and they say Mexican to me for for. And then I was in press the, two for English. I was, I was in the beef section, and they were also in the beef section. Like they followed me through the whole store, and there were all these. Cut, I started noticing there's all these cuts of beef. They're like. Beef picante and beef, you know, for catered just for them. In our country, they're getting meat cut just for them. Have you tried it? Uh, I mean, like, I don't know if I ever have, but it was like the, it was the beef that was like sliced really th- yeah. fine. I was for whatever I was that asking is. You, I was I asking your character, not you. Oh, <laughs> um, that's when you say yeah, and it was delicious. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Mexican food. Mexican food is American. The Mexicans are not. Get it? Gotcha. It's like Chinese food. So American. It actually kind of is. It is. Yeah, what they've it, done. It, it really is. They don't. They don't eat that stuff. Over no, there. They're like these fatties like sugar. Let's, Let's put sugar <laughs> in everything. Let's use a lot of fucking nasty vegetable oil. Yeah. A lot of soy. It's a lot of MSG. So sweet and salt. Everything sweet and salty. Every spicy. every four months, I go to the go to a Chinese buffet and just rip into it. Then I have diarrhea for nine weeks, and then I'm ready to go again. There you go. I went to the um, Kobe Fusion. Um, it's the Kobe, new, the new Japanese restaurant <laughs> at near by, by the Walmart in yes. Fayetteville. And it's um, it's like a sister to uh, Kimono Ken, which is a Beckley Japanese place that I've eaten at quite a bit and uh, ate there. Maybe I should say that for favorite things. Well, this can be a favorite thing. Yeah, we can um, do favorite things. I do, right I now do my favorite thing right now. And then, um, and I got the. Um, I was with I was with a gal, and she got the ramen. Oh, we got woo, we got some sushi to split. She got um, like a ramen bowl, mm-hmm. like the, the big ramen bowls, the, like the ones that the, they do at the station when they do that are amazing. Yes, um, and it's just got fresh vegetables in it, and like egg and um, chunks of meat, and it's just just it a really good, delicious. just a really like ramen noodles, top tier. But the, this ramen was pretty good. It was nice. And then um, I got what they call a bento box. But you know they have like the hibachi style grill. Right on. Where you've got whatever kind of meat you want. It comes with, it comes with that. It comes with like some California rolls. It comes with some spring rolls. It comes with um, – uh, and I got um, other stuff. It's like a box, a compartmentalized box yeah. with a bunch of – a sampler platter of all the shit, a bunch of shit that they have there. And it was fabulous. And then um, I got the crispy duck, which is sort of like fried chicken but duck. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is it good? It's fabulous. I, I know. I've I've had duck meat one time. I didn't care for it. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> I need to eat it again. I need yeah, to try go, it again. Get the yeah. yeah go. Get it's it. probably badly prepared or yeah, something. Get, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like. It's it's I don't even want to compare it to chicken, but it does have a poultry element to it, mm-hmm. and it's dark and um, a little bit kind of like pork, oh, a man. porkier chicken, and just very satisfying, very filling. It was it was fabulous. Hmm. I need to. Uh, every time I go up there, I just get a bucket of chicken. Hell yeah, dude! From KFC, dark, dark meat bucket of chicken, and fucking eat for a, for a few days. I eat it, and you know I don't eat the. Uh, the mashed potatoes. I don't eat any. You know, just the chicken itself. Yeah, just get the chicken. Don't get the sugary drink. Mm-hmm. And you know, drink drink water or something. It's one thing I'm. I've decided to get, uh, get away with it. I've decided to instead of went on down when I'm on this testosterone. I've decided just to bulk up. So I'm put on. Just going to start, but no, I'm not going to eat junk this time. I'm just going to eat lots of calories of stuff that's good. You know, so Clean, cleaner, high calorie. Absolutely. Yeah. So fruits, no pop. You know, pop is gone. I'm not. I'm not drinking it. Well, what again. are you? Uh, are you? Uh, are you back on carbs then? Yeah, but it's like starches? fruits and starches and stuff like what that. What kind of starches are you doing? Potatoes. Yeah, um, probably the best one. I actually made a giant pot. <laughs> Apparently, this is there is so much soup down at uh, Chuck's house. He he could start a, a soup kitchen. <laughs> it, was, it was a fucking Feed pot the this big, and it was. I said that pictures of it was full to overflowing. <laughs> I want to. I, I, I way overestimated. I, I want to start like a something like that, like a soup kitchen or a charity or like a or something or like a food pantry or something that's yeah. just for meth heads. <laughs> like, like you got to convince me that you're on meth if you want the food. <laughs> Look at my taste. Like, you're from West. Let Virginia. me see it's your apartment. Help, Is it clean? You. <laughs> um, no, it was. I put my mom, my grandmother, who passed away from from in that house um she used to make a giant pot of soup for all of us when we would come in for holidays and stuff and um i remember they call her soupy sandra what was her name (laughs) old soupy sandra down there making her soup (laughs) i guess um (laughs) but i remember basically the gist of it what she would put in it and all that stuff cabbage uh corn potatoes celery and and um and onions. And it's like know. a chicken base we're talking? Or? No, it's beef. Beef. Okay. Um, and beef. Beef. I, I, I changed it this way. I put, I got, and I had just started doing this because I was using a pork soup bone to start the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Well, you got yourself time. a stew get going. The, get that marrow in there. But I, um, what I did this time was, and I couldn't find a soup bone. Walmart didn't have soup bones. It's fucking weird. Walmart doesn't have a lot of things. It, it's weird, man. And it, and it, I, it sucks. And I, I bought a giant thing of stew meat. It's probably... Two or three pounds And then I bought Another two pounds Of pork Carnitas Hell yeah And I threw all that in there With all those fucking And severed it for Five or six hours Yeah And it's so Fucking good I ate probably A gallon of it yesterday I mean it was uh, I took it to work with me And had like Two bowls And I had a giant bowl When I got home And it was You know Just Dredging through there I love You don't that. have to dredge very far To get all the meat out And the weather's starting to get to the point Where that becomes even more satisfying Absolutely I made it with V8 Put V8 in there oh, so, yeah. so I got all the vitamins and, and you know It's a very healthy Hearty soup So um, it, It's helping me get my vegetables And stuff in And um, You know I just I'm trying to take advantage Of this uh, it's, it's up in testosterone So It's just like that Aboriginal fellow From Crocodile Dundee said It tastes like shit But you can eat it <laughs> Except for he's your- not an Aboriginal fellow. No, but in the movie there was his his friend said, "Oh, it tastes like shit, but you can eat it." They were talking about eating a lizard or something. No, Crocodile Dundee said that. 
Neville, uh, which was his. Oh yeah, okay, you're right. Which was his and then, Aboriginal. And friend. then the and then the he had to watch that. And right? then the woman repeated it about hot dogs. Absolutely. Yeah, but I remember. Thanks I was, for straining me up, though. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be that. No, I'm, but I just watched it last week. So no, I, I, I want. The, I love that fucking fuck are you watching. I want the information <laughs> to be correct. No, but my favorite part about his Aboriginal friend is he was a, he was a city guy. And he's just like, crikey. Looks at his watch. He had to be somewhere. He's got jeans on. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, he's like, uh, she's like, well, how does he find his way in the dark? He's like, he feels his way. He thinks his way. Some people think they're telepathic. And then you hear, boom. To the Ow, I hate the bush. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the aborigines are like, I watched Quigley Down Under, too. I love that movie. That's a good fucking movie, man. I don't think it gets the respect it deserves. It's it's a it's a high tier Western. For it me. is. It really is a high tier, and it's and it's. But it's not. It's Eastern. What sets the trope? Yeah, it sets the tropes <laughs> on its head. Where you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes you sympathize. Really, it could be a metaphor. Sympathize with the Native Americans because you know what are happening to them. And honestly, you know. like of all the like, as far as like gunfighters, like Western style gunfighters go, like warriors mm-hmm. who are from that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got like Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer's Doc. There's certain like there's certain ones that are just badass. And Quigley, like it's, his it's style up there. <laughs> he's got a, it's a fucking one shot <laughs> rifle, yeah, or whatever it is. It's you know, got like a mile fucking range. He doesn't even carry another weapon, right? And, and until the end, though, the best part's the end. Yeah, because Alan Rickman's fast with a pistol, and then he asked him the whole time. He's just like, "What do you know about?" He's just like, "Well, I never had much use for one." And then he, so he assumed that he didn't know <laughs> yeah. how to shoot. And then he pulls out, bang, 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 kills three, all the, three of the them. The reason he never had any use for one is because he was always too far away. Exactly. And then the guy, Alan Rickman's laying there dying. I'm Alan Rickman, and I'm dying. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> no, but he he's just like, well. I told you I, I didn't have much use for him. Doesn't know I know how I don't know how to use one. He, I mean, it was that's it's a one, good fucking movie. It's like he's laying there dying. And he's like, I'm gonna cut your heart out <laughs> with, with a spoon. spoon. <laughs> God, I love Dylan Rickman. He was great. He, he was great. He, he is as Snape. He he didn't get as much respect as he deserved for the complexity of that character. He was a good guy the whole fucking time. He's just a a hard ass, disagreeable prick. You know, yeah. he's just that didn't make him a bad person. It made him a person that was picked on and Not reviled by so many different elements of society. Uncharismatic, you know? exactly, absolutely, and hey, and and for a reason, didn't like Harry. And the reason he didn't like Harry is because he loved- is a because he loved his mother, and b he looked like his father, and his father was a fucking prat. I mean, he was just a fucking. You know, teased him and tortured him, and you know that's a, that's a one thing that they total, never really dove total into. Total Chad. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he was. They never really dove into some four chan language here today. <laughs> they never really dove into, except in one movie, where they showed him, uh, where they were like bullying Snape. They never really got into deeply the I, fact that in the book they did, where Harry had to face the fact that at one point his father was a, a jerk, you know, and then he. He definitely grew out of it and saw the error of his ways and tried to make up for it, but it was too late. You know, what I mean, he just those things are formed at a very young age, and um, Snape just didn't like him thereafter, and also because he was in love with his mom, so um, or his wife, and um, you know, it's, it's I, lo- I love that complexity in a in, in a story that was originally meant to be just a children's story. So, right on. We had a wrestling event on Friday night. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah, I want to hear about it. It was on the uh, in the street in front of the Dunbar City Hall. Yeah, town hall. in the street. Yeah, uh, in a ring, of course. Not Dunbar. Yeah. Okay. Not Dunbar. No, Dunbar. Dunbar. Dun- Dunbar. So, that's Dun- like Dunbar. 
No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Not Dunbar. Dunbar. <laughs> Dunbar. And um, Muff. I got there early, of course. I went straight from work unshowered. It was great. Neat. But um, Did Frampton call it with you? Yeah. Okay. He actually, he was there early. Cool. Can you believe it? Good Ooh. for him. He's he's uh, stepping up stepping his game. Guess, stepping game. Yeah, this kid. He was here early last time he did the podcast. Yeah, he was. He's here before anybody. I was I like, what the fuck is happening with this guy? <laughs> Turned a new leaf. <laughs> but uh, they were there was an issue with the power. Like uh, John, the uh, guy that runs the uh, PA, like he he was plugged in over on the side of the building. And he was freaking out. And there's no power. I can't, I can't get anything to work. So before you set anything up, and I was like, okay. And it was like a half hour. They're trying to get this shit going. And they've they've got in the breaker box that's on the side of the building, and they're flipping breakers trying to get it to work. And and then they get an electrician to come over, and he's got his little thing that you can stick into the outlets to see what's working and what's not. He's like, oh shit, nothing's working. Opens the breaker box and looks at the top. Oh, main, main breaker, main be- breaker's not on. Yeah. So they were in the breaker box, looking at the breakers, and they didn't think to look three inches above to the main where the main breaker is. Fuck, I knew fuck about anything, and I knew about that. And I, so. I, just, I was just standing there, and I, I was like, I looked over. There's some cops standing there, and I was like, Did they just say the main breaker wasn't on? And the guy just goes, Welcome to Dunbar. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy Frampton said one of the coldest things. God, I can't wait to hear this. Ever heard in my life in the middle of the Kirk Blackman match? What? We're in character. We're doing our thing. It's and he and it's he, it's toward the end of the show. He tends to rail on Kirk Blackman for being oh, small. Oh yeah, and we have stopped giving a fuck. It's dark. We can't fucking see. There's some like work lights that is kind of shining a light on the ring. Yeah, and we're down. We're at floor floor level, close closer than we normally are, so we don't get the big panorama like we normally get, and um, we can barely see. And it was. I mean, the matches were fine. It was. They were good. I mean, if Josh, you listen, they were great. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, does every match have to be fifteen minutes? Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he, uh, Frampton, asked me, "How old is Kirk Blackman?" I was like, "I don't know. I think he's in his mid twenties." Why do you ask, Bronco? His, his gimmick name is Bronco. He goes, "I'm just wondering if he could uh, maybe join the Twenty Seven Club." Is it the people who die at Twenty Seven. Jesus, the Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I didn't, and that is exactly what I said. Jesus Christ! I just let it sit there for a second. I go, Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, it was fucking great. Oh, that Frampton, what a character! Yeah, it was good. the The matches were good. Um, giant crowd, really. And yeah, he, because it was free in the middle of the street. Sure, sure. And, he, and, and he, it was a good advertisement for the next show in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So they they come in and pay their 10 bucks for uh, the next one. Hopefully, if they retain half of that, it'll be standing room. Awesome. Half of the people that were there. And these people seem to be into it. But you know how West Virginians are. They don't really... They'll cheer for a little bit, and then they'll get tired and just watch. Yeah. They're kind of like Japanese crowds, to be honest. If you ever watch the old... Uh, like when WCW would go over to Japan, mm-hmm. they would just sit and be quiet, and then there'd, there'd be like a, a series of moves, and then you'd hear. Yeah, throughout yeah. The crowd, I mean, they, 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 they definitely like, have to be actually right. impressed. Like you yeah. play a show, one, two, three, Pleasant Street, and the the stage room is full for the first song, and then for the second song, it's half full, and then by the third song, there's like ten, pe- there's like five or ten people. Yeah. Now we did take an intermission after like four matches, and. I'd say about twenty percent of the crowd ducked out. It was still it was every seat was filled, but before every seat was filled and there were people standing all around us. There were people beside us, beside me and Frampton, just listening to us. 
Which was great. Yeah. Because then, because then we feel like we're perf- actually performing live for and somebody. You, and you turn it up a little oh, bit. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we rode the uh, ring announcer hard. Who was it? Uh, Caleb Willis. Yeah. We, Dapper Caleb Willis. We were on his ass. Because yeah. um, every time he'd yell into the microphone, it would cut out. Yeah. For some reason, there was some sort of an issue. And uh, we rode his ass hard for that. And then finally, he said it was the main event. And it was a champion versus champion from two different organizations, exhibition match. And he said, champion versus champion, exhibition match. And then we were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> exhibition? God, you jerks. <laughs> it was fun. We earned our $20. There you so. go. You guys want to do actual favorite things? Let's do it. All right. Let me find the fucking. Oh, God. I wish I was more prepared for this. I, you know, I, I think it might lose some of the uh, charm if I was actually prepared. Sure. Before we started this, but eh, maybe it's not all that charming. Maybe I'm just over uh, over guessing how charming I think Rain we actually are. On roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. Favorite things. Now, you can go back two weeks in time. We can have as many favorite things as we want. I mean, there's never been really been any rules. We're not uh, governed by the uh, FCC or anything. So if there's anything in the last two weeks springs up in your mind since you guys weren't here last week. Well, I mean, I don't know if we want to do the other one in another segment or what. What the... The uh, testosterone. Yeah, you can do that. It doesn't matter. Okay, I started taking. Uh, I went to the doctor and uh, found out my testosterone was really low, um, like super low. Two sixty is low. Is, is extremely no common for folks your age. Not this low, but the low T is something. Yeah, it that is common. We all need to sure. think about. But um, it was two sixty is low normal. Mine was one hundred four. Yeah. So that's pretty bad. And uh, as Dutch was saying, and he had looked it up, I exhibited so many signs of it for so long. And um, I actually had wanted it to get it tested before because I noticed every time I would take something that would boost it for a short term, like uh, I would get some supplement, you know, uh, SARMs actually boosted and I felt great for a while. So I was just like, maybe... Maybe I'm low and they just need to check it And I could get something worked out where I could actually Go to a doctor and have them help me They wouldn't test it They said no let's just push the fucking Psych meds on you why don't you take Prozac yeah. And take this and it's like why don't we find out what's wrong With me before You know we do this So I finally uh, Had him test it And it was low then I, he said well Go and I thought I would have to go to endocrinologist And all this shit I was not pissed, but I wanted it fixed right then. So uh, I talked to uh, I just called a doctor that my that my mom knew that had gone to Golly Bridge. And he's a great guy, and um, I went up there and he checked. And he said, "Yeah, um, well, what can we do for you, man?" I said, "Man, my testosterone's really low, and I feel like shit. I was like, I'm depressed all the time. I'm anxious. I, you know, I said I lift so hard, and I and I see little to no result. You know, which is not exactly true. I mean, I'm." A lot of stuff really strong, but you know, just well, but but there's also like everybody has a limit to how you know you're it's not like you're me and not seeing results, you know. You well, my frame carries you're already really big and really strong, right? So, So my frame carry, yeah, carries a lot of muscle on it, but I definitely wasn't seeing what I should have seen, you know, yeah. So, um, but the, the mental was the first concern, 
you know, it's just like I, I really need to address this because I've been suicidal, you know, over the past few months. Yeah. I really have, you know, not, and not that I would have done it. That the feelings the, the, Right Like the I, I I actually had a really strong impulse One night to go up to, to One of the top of the furnaces And put my hand on two electrodes Problem solved You know Just Because it would have vaporized me um, Ooh Vaporized No one people not vaporized But I definitely would have been just A crispy Corpse laying there with it You wouldn't be like Hopper In the last episode of Stranger Things like kind of like no nothing like that kind of like spontaneous combustion. I would have burned like in a way, but it would have gone to my brain and Real killed quick. me immediately. That'd have been know. so gay. Yeah, I mean it would have been terrible. What a waste of meat. <laughs> <laughs> we could have eaten for months. John always hanging from the farmer's aspect. I could have fed that to the pigs and saved myself something. Why we wasted this seven pounds of meat? Um, but then I, they he put me on a um on a shot every ten days. First shot I took, the first time I took it, it was just in my head that I had done something. The psychosomatic response was so fucking strong. Like, I went up to the gym, and I was throwing shit around. Like, And it really hadn't even hit my system yet. Are you, you know? saying the placebo was... Yes. The yeah. psychosomatic effect was... I picked up a 100-pound dumbbell. I know I could have slung it across the room. It was not heavy. Um, I was doing one-arm rows, 15, 20 reps with a 100-pound dumbbell. So, Fuck, dude. And that's not that wasn't even bracing on a bench. That was standing there with it, bent over, rowing it like this. Not even leaning on anything. No, just that'll work something else too. It, it does. I, all the stabilizer muscles on that shit. Then I was doing chin ups. I was oh, doing fucking. I'll, it was it was crazy. Maybe like maybe I don't want to interject, but I, I wanted to ask you if you've changed anything since uh, watching that arm wrestler guy. M- remember, you you said you said it made you think a little bit. Well. um because no, that no. sounds like something, you know. Well, no, I mean different. he does a lot of holding and a lot of you know using uh, your whole body, ten, yeah, using tendons. your whole body to exercise your bicep while it's your arm is in the same right. position. If you looked, his arms were not that big; they were really hard and really strong. Yeah, his forearms were gigantic from all the gripping and stuff. All he had, all he yeah. had to do. It's a different thing. Like I'm, I do the Lee Priest arm workout. And Lee Priest's arms are 24 inches at five four. Of course, he was on loads of fucking gear, all yeah, the good so stuff. He's no Hulk Hogan. <laughs> He was he was way better than Hulk Hogan. Oh come on! You um, shut your mouth. Um, Hulk Hogan had the largest arms in the world. What do you not? He understand? definitely did not. You I mean, shut up. <laughs> they were big. And you shut up now. He, there's a guy from Germany who was in the world's strongest man named Alfred Hobrel, whose arms were like twenty six and a half inches around. It was fucking unreal. Um, I think he's dead now. I mean, if Hulk Hogan says he has the largest arms in the world, I believe, believe him. So okay, what, um, move on. But anyway, um, then I settled in. And I noticed it was little things. It wasn't big things. One of the the, the, the the keys being is that you walk around tight. Like all the muscles I walk around are tight. Uh, my shoulders have gotten, I don't know if you have you noticed, Dutch, my I shoulders know. have gotten wider and thicker here. You know what I mean? And it's only the been. Traps are popping out. Yeah, it's bit. only been 12 days. So there's that. But the biggest thing is mentally. Um, I used to be in a constant state of depression and freaking out and anxiety and dreading everything. Not a thing anymore. Just calm. Don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's that nothing really bothers me. Things in my life, things that depress me, I'm like, I don't care. You know, it's just, you know. I know it, how that feels. Um, what, what, the anxiety and depression and stuff? Well, both. But yeah. I was talking about the other side. Not, of not being bothered by anything. Well, sure. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not bothered as in, um, I know I can deal with it. You know what I mean? It doesn't really. No, it's, not it's, a, not a, it's not a thing. It's not a threat. Um, just and, and uh, hungry. Oh, so your appetite? fucking hungry all the time. Like yesterday, I know I ate. I had to have eaten 300 plus 
grams of protein. I had to have eaten. I know I ate four thousand calories. You know, just because I'm so fucking hungry all the time. Mm. Um, and it's not ravenous hunger. It's just I could eat, and you just keep eating. You know? Peckish. Yeah. So um, there's that. Um, just feel in so many ways just good and better. And I'm glad. I wish I would have done it when I was younger because I know I've had it. I'm thinking about the symptoms I've had. I know I've had them all my life. So, um, hmm. yeah, it's it's just. I'm actually amazed I was able to come to. Uh, to achieve what I could with, with a low testosterone level because it was just, you know, but man, I, I had to really go that extra mile. People would work out for, you know, half as hard as, I mean, half as hard as I was for half the time and get more result. I had to work out so fucking hard, I had to be crazy and obsessive about it to see results. And I did, I did see results, man. I mean, I remember at one point I was working out down Valley and, um, I was running and doing all this stuff, and I took off my shirt. I was jacked. People were like, Jesus Christ, what have you been doing? What are you taking? I was like, I'm not taking anything. It was just through sheer commitment, you know. Um, now, yeah, you know, like I said, I was going to try to get down. I, I think I'm winter's coming on. I'm just going to bulk up, and then I'll, I'll start cutting down around when we get close to spring, you know. So that's the best way to do it anyway is just put on as much mass as possible and then whittle it down. So um, I'm not going to get fat. I'm definitely not going to go that route and eat snack cakes and all that bullshit because that, all that does is make you sick too. So yeah, it's not um, great. No, I um, mean if I eat if I eat those snack cakes, they make you feel like shit, dude. I would be I'll be fucking mentally ill. Somebody yeah, somebody it's brought awful. in the you feel powdered so donuts to work, and I had like four of them and throughout the, worst, the day, and I just didn't feel great about it mentally. Right. But they were good going down. Of course. Then I mean, I, I ate a double-decker fudge around the other day. I was like, wow, that was delicious. Did about an hour. Then an hour, ago, in, <laughs> hour in, I was just like, Jesus, I feel like fucking garbage, you know. All the, the Too much sugar, too much, you know, it's just, it's terrible. There's that. I'm, I'm really happy, in that, and that is going to continue. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep talking to them and say, hey, man, you know, I, I would rather live half as long in the quality of life now than twice as long and, and live like I was. Because I won't last that long. I'd end up blowing my fucking brains out. You know, some way, because I was actually writing a, a self-help thing. And I sent Dutch this this passage of it. I was like, "Imagine this: go in, and sit sit down at a table, sit in a chair." I think we talked about this last time, but yeah, go ahead. Um, on the table is a gun. Pick up the gun, put it to your temple, cock it, and ask yourself: If I had to live the rest of my life the way I've lived now, you know, the way I feel now, and the way I felt for who knows how long would you pull the trigger? And if you say yes in a hypothetical situation, then it's time to change something. So, you know, I'd already started to change before I started to do this. I started to eat better and, and work out and, and be more consistent with it and all kind of stuff. So that's what I'm doing now. Only now I actually am going to see big results. And now that I've up my calories, I'm really going to start to see results. Like I, I predict within the next few weeks, I'll, I'll get really big, you know, so it's going to be a thing. But I, But again, the mental thing is just, you can't quantify. I mean, you can't put a price on that. It's just, it's so much different. I'm, I'm, I'm more calm in all my, in all my dealings with people. So, <laughs> but not so much with things. Like the other night, I, I kind of had a rage. I think, I, hell yeah, I got out of the fucking stoker and slammed the fucking door because it just wouldn't. The, this, the furnace would not calm down, and there's nothing I could do with it. Did you it. try talking to it? <laughs> I tried picking the stoker up and throwing the fucking stoker in the in the. No, that's an entire forklift. <laughs> huh? You're strong. 
So those forklifts are like 15, 20 Yeah, I, I, I was really uh, full of myself. You went on a little tea spree? <laughs> yeah, I really did. And I, when, I was, when I was done, I kind of chuckled. I was like, well, there's that now. I, I can see that coming, so now we can deal with that before it happens again. <laughs> so, um, and it would never happen with another person. It just, I don't... Unless they had it coming. Well, yeah, I mean... Um, another play favorite. stupid games, win stupid prizes. All I'm saying. Another favorite thing is I finished the Other Land series. Hell yeah! Uh, four books. The last book was fucking. It's almost a thousand pages. So that is not 198 too many pages. If you ask this cowboy, <laughs> it was. I forgot how fucking good it was at the end. Like, there's so many cool parts of it. One, the one character I was telling you that you could have wrote written a series to him all to his own. There's this one character named Mister Sellers, and he lives on this army base. He's an old guy in a wheelchair, and he's burned up, like he's decrepit, and you know, and, and has to live basically in a hot house because his skin is so jacked up from being burned. Turns out he was in this thing around our time because it's set like it's set easily in 2080 or, or even later, um, where they were going to do this space program where they basically put technology in you and enhance your skeleton and all this stuff to withstand the rigors of space. And you're plugged into some kind of internet that they had, you know, that we had back then. Because the internet they have is just light years above anything we have now. And this was written in the 90s, so he's thinking ahead. Um, he was in this thing where one of the guys went crazy because it was like four or five astronauts that were doing this. He was a stunt pilot, became an astronaut, done all this stuff. One guy just, they didn't check his psychological profile very well and he flipped out and he got into one of the, this mech because part of it is mechs and it had all these weapons on it and he just fucking hosed the fucking place down with bullets and blew shit up and Mr. Seller saved somebody and got burned up in the process. So they scrapped the program and just gave him a ridiculous stipend every month and, and put him on an Air Force base where he couldn't say anything. Made him sign a non-disclosure agreement, you know, kind of stuff. Anyway, he had kept, you know, improving himself internally to get on the Internet and stuff like that where he could just go on the Internet if he wanted to, you know. That was cool. But the coolest part is that he was part of this group and they were trying to defeat uh, the Grail Brotherhood or these people who were you know, had built this uh, this online system to victimize all these people. One of them was this kid man who uh, had progeria. Uh, Orlando Gardner was his name, and he died in the in the second to last book. Like he he was in a fight, you know, and his body couldn't take it when he was you know plugged into VR on the internet. So he just he kicked off. His body just finally quit on him. But the operating system, which turned out to be this woman's kid who they took from her who had psionic abilities and they put him in a satellite where he wouldn't hurt people to create this fucking network. It's nuts, man, how much fucking intricacy went into this fucking story. The system saw the fact that he could help and help fight this, the Grail Brotherhood and all these awful people. So he died and then it brought him back. It like did the Grail process and brought him back as a character on just mapped him and brought him back and put him on the internet in this VR simulation. And his body, when he came back, was like the... He played a Dungeons & Dragons type World of Warcraft game, and he played... He lived in that sim, basically, you know, when he was online, because he his body was so fucked up when he came off that he just didn't want to come off the internet. His parents loved him and everything, but they did everything they could. And the last scene, after he had come back, was his parents coming on the VR network and, and seeing him. And, he, and his mom, you know, I get choked up because it's a really emotional moment. She's like, oh my God, he's so big. You know, like he comes walking out and he's that big barbarian guy and, you know, and they hug him and they said, is this really you? He said, 
he said, I don't really understand, but yeah, it is, you know, and then they hug him and they, you know, it was really sad because his, but happy because his parents were like, he didn't have to live that way anymore. And it was, it was a good fucking series, man. Are they making a show out of this? They were going to, like they were going to make a movie and they, and they were making a game and all kinds of stuff. But man, it's just, it just fell through. Um, for one thing, it would cost a fucking fortune. I mean, just all the, maybe not now because the the VR network was so real that you could just do it with sets. You know, you wouldn't have to do it with with computers. You know, so a lot of stuff you'd have to do with computers. Ironically, the less advanced stuff you could, you would have to do with computer simulation. The real stuff that's on the I mean the the stuff that's on the Grail bro- the Brotherhood network you could just do with actors and stuff like yeah. that because it would be that it would look like it was that real. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they went through a simulation of of Troy, the Battle of Troy. Then there was a simulation where. They were in this place where people could fly. There was a simulation that was in like uh, Mars from the old uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs uh, stories, where they had floating ships and different, you know, all this cool fucking shit, man. So, like, like Super Mario Three, <laughs> basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just, man, I was, I, I, I made a commitment. I was like, I'm, I love this writer. To re- to really love a writer, you have to read everything they've done. So I, I've, I've read now. All of the Memory of Sorrow and Thorn. I've read all of Otherland. I've read the first book in the series after Memory of Sorrow and Thorn. Going to get that the second book in that soon. But I've started another series that I didn't really quite care for to begin with called Shadow March. And uh, I've started the first book of that. I forgot, man, that is a really good book. Um, and it starts a good series. It's got a lot of fairy elements and a lot of non-white characters. Yeah, not so, for me. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, it's got. Nope. A, it's actually got. Sorry. It's actually got some things patterned out of, out of stuff, not after what I was doing, of course. There's no way I could have read it because I never even released it on anything on the internet. But things that I was thinking about, like um, a empire that was based on uh, the Aztecs and the Mayas, and then you had um, black characters from the southern continent, and then you had the northern people were like the least advanced. They were like based on British Isles type people, and uh, you know it's 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 a good series. I'm I'm glad to read it, man, because. <laughs> Again, I, for contrast, I, I got not bored, but I was just like, "Man, this is a lot of information. And it's really, it's really heavy. I need something to cl- cleanse the palate." So I got another Ter- Terry Brooks book, the fourth book in the Shannara series. It's god awful. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "How the fuck is this guy New York Times bestselling author, and he's the same as this guy when there is no comparison between the writing?" One of them is a fucking kid's finger painting. The other one is a fucking Mona Lisa. You know, there's, there's no no comparison. It's fun. The one that's a kid painting is fun. You know, you, it has cool little characters and not bad ideas, but it's it's just written so not good. You know, he so got, not good. Sort of like that sentence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus that was Christ. that was a fucking metaphor man for that fucking book. Um, but this chicken is so not good. <laughs> but um, I. You know, uh, have really found a, a rekindled a passion for a lot of things. Um, watched the Equalizer two. Um, that movie was awesome. Movie was it was better than the first one. You know, and everybody said, "Well, what a letdown!" The first one. I, I'm sitting there watching. I was like, "In what fucking way is this a letdown from the first one?" It was just action, awesome. This old man Denzel Washington just, just threatening all these other dope. contract killers. Like, I'm going to kill all of you. It was like a <laughs> he's like a black John Wick, except for he's older. Well, that's I was getting ready to say, and I hate to say this. I know it's going to sound like bias for me. I like the Equalizer movies better than I like John Wick. I mean, you're allowed to be wrong. I suppose the first John Wick movie is a lot like the Equalizer movie. Yeah, it's very realistic, and you know, it's 
you know, he does some wild shit, but it's not that crazy. By the time you get into third John Wick, it's ridiculous. It's I, I love it. I love, I love it, it too, but, but yeah, it's you're so right. ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. But <laughs> the equalizer was never really ridiculous. It was like this guy's yeah. just that good, you know, so that's that's it. That's how What about that shirt you were you have over there? Did you want to Yeah, I got uh I, I went on T Public um which is a great site. They have anything you can think of, any idea that you want depicted on a t shirt. They'll probably have. Do they have PFR shirts? Not yet, but um, I got the Last of Us shirt, and it's Joe and Ellie like a stylized thing where they're petting the giraffe in the game, which was I don't know if you beat the game. I did. Remember that part? Mm-hmm. That's on there. Um, then I bought after that scene ends. It's not on camera. They kill that giraffe and eat it. I mean, when they were hungry, what do you? That's know? a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Again, how the fuck? Well, a gun, of course, you could shoot it, but um, dressing it would be that would take you a week. Um, <laughs> And then I got uh, Calvin and Calvin and Hobbes, which I know I shouldn't do this because Bill Watterson is so against this. He is an ant- he he didn't want make cheap t shirts. He didn't want mugs. He didn't want stuffed animals. Any of that stuff made out of his stuff. I say fuck them. You know you've made your money. You know I want I want to wear stuff with your stuff on. You're it. Like I want to give you money exactly for a t shirt exactly. and you won't let me. <laughs> so I just looked clicked on Calvin and Hobbes as a lark. There's so much Calvin and Hobbes shit, but one of them caught my eye. Calvin used to dress up. As a superhero called uh, Stupendous Man, and it's just a red hood, like you know, mask with a cape on it, and he would run around and do shit. You know, of course, he would imagine the shit he was doing was much, you know, was crazy. Um, so I bought it. I love it. Um, you know, what I do like about Bill Waterson. What he's not like suing these people. No, he he doesn't this. really go. He went after the the, the pissing on Calvin. Yeah, I, I he went after that. that. But other than that, he's just like I don't. Really care, you know. It means people love what he did. Yeah, and I think he knows that, and he's probably getting a. a, He he wouldn't be human if he didn't get a secret charge out of it. Like, man, these people love my stuff this much; they're willing to circumvent the law. That's one of the things Donald Trump's going after. That you know, that's right. The the copyright stuff that he's mentioned that plenty of times. This is one of those things because I just bought another Kevin Hobbs T-shirt off Amazon. It's from China, so. Yeah, he's uh, really against China stealing our intellectual property. He's not. Oh, they are. I mean, I, I personally, I'm not. I don't believe in intellectual property, but they are making a killing. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I and mean, um, you know, fuck him and fuck you know. I, I want a t-shirt. I'm going to get it. You know, it's just. Uh, if, and if I couldn't do it that way, I'd just draw it myself and have somebody I mean, air, and have somebody airbrush it. Yeah, I mean, if somebody people, I mean, my question to that person is. Um, why do you hate freedom so much? Amen. <laughs> I mean, true. not being facetious. No, that's absolutely you know. true. Yeah. Uh, you done with your favorites? Yeah. I'm, John, any more favorites other than the f- Asian cuisine? Uh, Asian cuisine. Um, there's this pretty, um, there's this funny video. Hell yeah. That um, I found on the you internet. You found it? I found it on the internet. They was a bear. They was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to come up or not? What the fuck happened? I had it. I had it queued up. I, I thought I was prepared. Peppered. God damn it, John. It's not working. Jesus fucking Christ. What is it? I'll look it up. Um, I don't know how to find it. You don't know what it's called? It's, it was on my Facebook. Is it Superhuman? No, it was that, um, that, uh, that video about uh, cyber sex oh, from the sent, 90s. You sent it to me. Yeah, you have it. In text, oh, I can I can pull it up then. Yeah, let's go there. I was looking at my, my Facebook. Is anybody else's Facebook just not 
running very well? Or is it just me? It is a little bit wonky. I got it right here. No. I thought that was pretty funny. This is an actual instructional video. Computer sex. But is there really such a thing? Absolutely. Having sex with an online partner is easy to learn. I'll show you how to reach a cyber sex <laughs> climax. We'll also visit others who have mastered the art of one-handed typing. She looks like so let's get started. <laughs> so she looks like Dominic Mochiano. It's going to get a general idea. Dominic Mochiano? It's just like just hot. It's generic hot. It's just this generic window a little cyber yeah. sex. with giant words. I put, I'm very horny. And I'm looking for some good. She should have started out with ASL. Cybersex. H sex location. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was early into this. Yeah, I was doing the ASL way back in the day. (laughs) ICQ. Well, there she's naked. She got the shirt off with the titties hanging out. And click send. And wait for a response. I love all the music. The, all the Star Trek nerds will start responding soon. And he puts yes. With uh, lots I of like S's. her milky white skin. With yeah. lots of S's. If that doesn't make you want to chat now, with someone online. Now, this found footage festival thing, they, they go around, they tour around the country just showing videos and stuff. And I'm guessing they have people like reacting to them, sort of like Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. You know? There's another one, uh, another site uh, called Everything is Terrible. It kind of does the same thing. Yeah. There's so many weird things out there, dude. Especially my, from the early internet. One of my favorite things is the uh, is the combining songs thing. I'm, I'm definitely oh, yeah. into that. Um, what's yeah. the one I sent to you? Weezer, Nine Inch Nails. Me, I'll find it. I got it. You got, do you want the uh, pluggy? Yep. Pluggy coming around, right and, and they really fit. Like this is a some, sometimes they don't fit. This one fits. I like it. Shit, ad. I turned it down. Mario Kart tour. Fuck you, Mario Kart. Even though that game is so much goddamn fun. Hell yeah. Who's the artist on this? Who uh, combined them? It doesn't say. Uh, William Morancy is who put it up, but I don't think it's. That's fucking awesome. This is the best one still was those tool and Taylor Swift. But. Because they didn't have to change anything because the cadence is the same. Sometimes they have to change the cadence a little bit. Sometimes the same, same BPM. Yeah. I can't wait to get some. Fucking- this is almost a perfect pop song. It is. Remember that is. Island in the Sun? Yes, it is. It's one of my favorite ways. Produced songs. by Rico Kasich. Weezer is a great group. I don't care what anybody says. I yeah. fucking love it. I love, I love Nine Inch Nails, too. Everything up to, like, 2004, I think I love. You don't like anything after? No. I haven't really given it much of a shot. I've listened to the... Okay. 
fucking awesome. That feels. Okay, go ahead. What was I saying? You just said you didn't think like anything after two thousand. I didn't really give it. It's almost that's fifteen years. Maladroid. I listened to the la- that one the last. I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I you don't like anything. Here. Well, I, I just gave up on trying, and I don't. I've got, I got up the on red one. I got the I red like album. The re- the Pork and Beans was a good song. First three albums I'm fine with, and I'm I'm just done with them after that. I mean, I, I'm not saying I won't listen to them or that I think they suck. They did change. They turned into a pop group. They weren't really a... That a, it's just... Yeah. Th- I, th- I don't need to hear anymore. Beverly Hills was... I like the band more if I just pretend those other albums don't exist. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we it's can, like Metallica. I, mean, I, prefer, I like Metallica through Injustice for All. With the Black Album, no. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm Pinkerton, I, yeah. it's not, not the most popular album. I think it's phenomenal. I mm-hmm. love it. I love, I mean, fucking Blue Album is classic. It doesn't get much better than the Blue Album. Blue, Blue album, album, every song is good. Yeah, it's a, it's like... It's, 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 it's Dark Side of the Moon tier level, like classic album. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's not... White Album level. There's not a those, bad second on it. There's, well, there's, there's, there's the White Album and the Blue Album. I'm not, I'm not sure which one I should mention first. Well, if you mix those, what, what <laughs> color would you do? The Sky Blue Album. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should try to mix those together. The Beatles, the Blue Album, and the White Album. <laughs> and make the Sky Blue Album. Now, that would be neat. Yeah. Get on that, John. You're music guy. Yeah, it's not really my. my you can field. play every instrument known to man. Mm, not all of them. The didgeridoo. Most of them. Can you play the didgeridoo? Yeah. Can you really? I mean, I have. That's fucking awesome. I mean, they started out. This is how the, the fucking blue album starts out, man. It's God. fucking just tremendous. Let's just have a podcast about the blue album. My name is Jonas. I'm carrying the wheel. Thanks for all you showed us. You very rarely hear a song in a, in a waltz in a 3-4 that rocks so hard. It's, it's that crunchy-ass guitar. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, that's a fucking Marshall stack. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They were really heavy at this point. They were a heavy group. They just had melody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the guitar <laughs> sounds were very... Um, I don't know if I call them heavy. I would just say that the grunge, the, the guitar tone, was very heavily overdriven, mm-hmm. but 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 in a way that was very beautiful. Yeah, it's not like heavy, like nasty, rough sounding. Right, it's like right. it's a polished guitar sound. Well, they were like the honorary grunge group. You know what I mean? It's like they were anywhere from anywhere near Seattle, and they didn't even try to pretend to be that. They just, but they got lumped in. You know, yeah. it's, uh, like. Um, I was noticing that when I was watching Hype. I was just like, you know, there's so many groups. There were a few groups that were lumped in with uh, Smashing Pumpkins. They're from Chicago. They're n- nowhere near Seattle. Yeah. They were, but they got lumped in, you know, because the sound was similar in some ways. But it depends on which Seattle group you're talking about. There was a huge dearth of, Christ. you know, of. of you had, mean, there's a bunch of, like, Pearl Jam was you grunge, had tat, but they weren't Pearl grunge. Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains was just a metal group. Yeah, they're a metal um, group, m- m- melodic metal. Yeah. Soundgarden, they were, I call them sludge. sludge yeah, that's a very... Because it seems like you know, they're, it, it just sounds like they're muddy, you Yeah, know? and they were fucking great. They were my favorite Seattle group. Um, and I'm trying to think of the other ones that I liked that didn't quite hit. Uh, I, I despise the Melvins. I never thought they were good. Uh, uh, the fuck, Mud Honey. I like Mud Honey, Mud Honey. Uh, Mother Love Bone, which was just the beginning of Pearl Jam. Yeah, um, they were almost a glam. And Soundgarden. Uh, Mother Love Bone was almost a glam rock. They band. were, but they were, you know, trying to. That guy was so charismatic. Oh though. God! I mean, he really was. Um, it's a really shame that that happened to him. Um, and you had you had groups that were on the uh, documentary that I really liked the way they sounded. The Gits, 
Seven Year Bitch, you know, people like that. I thought, this is really cool. Why did they hit? You know, it was, it was just too much. You know, it was some grunt truck, um, which was, uh, you know, they had a couple pretty cool songs. Um, you ever seen that documentary? Hype, hype. I know of it. I can't remember if I've actually pretty seen good. it. It's on my Amazon. You log in my Amazon and watch it. It's tremendous because it's hilarious by the end because it because they're a bunch of trolls they're like people are finding out about this and now now all the all the rock journalists are calling us and want to know (laughs) the the one girl working at sub pop records she was a fucking secretary and she had to field so many fucking calls that she got sick of it the she said these smarmy la fuckers who try to get us in their fucking magazines kept on saying what's the inside dope what what do people sound like you can tell us and everything so she made up like 40 terms off the top of her head. She's like, why don't you just give me the, the, the word and I'll give you the Seattle equivalent. The Seattle And did it for like for it. 40 fucking words and they printed it as fact. They didn't yeah. check any of it. They're like, they're like, if you're gonna, if, like, if you're leaving a party and you're saying, <laughs> yeah. hey, see you later, they're like, I do remember catch that, you on the yeah. flippity flop. <laughs> that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, a Baldwin was a, was a good looking guy and a Betty was a good looking girl. Which made its way it, into it, it, it Clueless. Really, really, Clueless. Yeah, that's completely did. Um, you know, it was hilarious, and I like when they're interviewing her. She didn't get in trouble for it. She, I think she got a promotion. Like they were just like she's now the, the head A and R chick at fucking Sub Pop. Yeah, exactly. That's a good example of uh, what they call fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Sub Pop. Also, I couldn't I couldn't figure out if they Sub Pop was the villain or the hero in the story. You know what I mean? Because a few people referred to him in not such glowing terms. You know, they were just like, well, they were opportunistic and this and this. And I was just like, well, that's true. But they built a scene and they got all these groups signed. They're still and they, around. They got yeah, and Father they, John and Misty's they, on their label. Well, and they, and they helped. You know, they actually said these uh, all these buildings here, these are due to us. You know what I mean? And they're absolutely correct. You know, they built... The music scene built a lot of parts of Seattle. So. Seattle was South Charleston, basically twenty five years or thirty years ago. Yes, it was, and and then it got turned into a major city. It still it still was a major city. It had a larger population, all that stuff, of course. Yeah, of course, I was being a bit. I uh, know, hyperbolic. But, and also having the, the ocean and shipping and all that stuff, and Boeing and having yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it's going to make a large. They're pretty city. important. Uh, yeah, yeah, shipping, but um, but yeah, the kids were. They they were talking about how lame the scene was there because LA everyone to go south to LA and all that stuff. They said they had bands moving back from LA yeah. who had left to try to make it back in Seattle, and they said by that time they were outsiders. Like, no, you're not fucking welcome here. You abandoned us. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's uh, what's going to happen for West Virginia. I'm sure of it. Never going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. There's a lot of original sound out there. Red audio. I mean, it's already yourselves. it's already happening, but it's not going to happen. At any scale, because, um, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's Appalachian fatalism. Uh, well, but, true, but ironically, a lot of Appalachian music is now making it out. I was just going through YouTube the other day. There's a lot of polished Appalachian music out right now. It's becoming a thing, you know. Um, it's no coincidence that in that uh, trailer for The Last of Us 2, they picked an Appalachian song, you know. Yeah, uh, was, who is it? Oh, yeah, you played that for me. Young Sadie. Yeah. Um, I think we played it, it on quick. the last show you guys were on. I'm not sure. Though. I don't know if John has probably heard it, but um, well, you got your uh, Sturgill and Tyler Childers and um, Stapleton. I think he's from Kentucky. Here it is. Out uh, one night to make yeah. a little round, I met little Sadie and I shot her down. Went back home. A lot of old Appalachian songs are about murdering people. Yeah, they are. I noticed that. It's really is good. that a cello? 
That's a cello. That could be a viola. No. This is a song about her murdering young Sadie. And then, and then the cops come in and question her and said, No, my name is a. I can't remember what she says. So it's it's the perfect song for that because Ellie is a murderer. She's a oh, fucking yeah. murderer. She's I mean, a killer now. I mean, I wouldn't say murderer, but it's murder. You know, I mean, you go out and you are facing a rival faction of people and you kill them. That's murder. You know, you could have stayed home and, you know. It's murder. But I think that's after they broke into her house and killed everybody she loved. That's, that is the. That's one game the, I'm looking for. The crux to. of that story is that they said uh, The Last of Us, the first one is about love. This one's about hate. So. When does that come out? Next year. Should one of us buy it and we just split the I'll cost and one and I'll, you play? I'm, I'm going to buy a PS5 too. So, uh, when's that coming? Next year. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm going to have to. I might not. I might all not the PS4 it. games are going to get so cheap. <laughs> yeah, and they're still all good. Like even yeah. the PS4 Pro is going to go down 100. Uh, 100 PS1. 100 PS1 games are good. NES games are good. Absolutely. It depends on what you want them to do. You know, I was I was thinking about that the other day. I was looking for. Um, there's a game that came out on the original SNES called uh, Breath of Fire. It's a Capcom uh, turn turn based Dungeons and Dragons style game. You know what I mean? RPG. Yeah. And um, they're still selling it, and it's hard to get a hold of because people fucking want it. You know, they're yeah. just so the Sui Coden. I mean, the Sui Coden two is worth like two grand because it's a it's a PS2 game, and Sui Coden one was a cult hit, but then it stepped outside and became a big, big hit in the RPG realm anyway. And then the second one, they didn't print a lot of because of their sales of the first one weren't what they thought they should be. So everybody bought them up because it's such a cool game, and now it's worth two grand. Jeez. So, And I had it. I had a copy of it. And I, of course... We're talking about a plastic disc. Yes. The original plastic disc in with the, in the good case, in good condition, with the, with the original packaging. This is a PS1? PS1, PS2 PS2 game PS1 games uh, Another PS2 game That And a game in general That you can't really find Is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Where it was just a fighting game You know 2D side scroller You had Wolverine fighting Ryu From fucking Street Fighter And all that shit um, Great fucking game Great game Didn't print many copies of it Because they just didn't They underestimated what the See, even people who make a, a quality game sometimes underestimate what the game can do. You know, they're just like, well, we know this is a great game. We put all this time into it, but the market not, might not be right for it, you know. And they're sometimes right. But sometimes people see how much quality it is and they snatch it up. They're like, I've got to get this. I've got to have it, you know. Um, the, the Sui Coden games, of course, the graphics are limited, but the story is tremendous. And the replayability, there's 108 characters you can gather. Jesus. Yeah, and about a third of the way through the game, you get a castle, and every character you get, they pretty much add another room onto the castle. So the castle gets to be huge. Those things are going to attract people, because that is, you know, uh, immediate gratification for something you've done. You know, I can go back to the castle and see where this person is now. I used to do it all the time. I got... I went on the ancient internet and printed out all the ways to find these characters and went and found them all. All 108 stars of destiny, I found them. And Fucking like Ash Ketchum up in here. <laughs> it was cool. The second one was even better because the, you got a big farmhouse and then it turned into basically a city. And you had characters could, you know, you got a baker character who would make bread. You got a, you know, a fisherman character, all this different shit. Really fucking fun. I loved them. Um, I remember the girls and, and my ex-wife used to sit around and watch me play them for hours. I mean, they're just like, this is... 
because they got into the story. That's crazy. I mean, I would play it for two solid hours, and they would be sitting there. And they would ask me, can you play some game this evening? We want, you know, we're all bored. We want something to do. So they used to watch me play that and God of War. They used to watch me play God of War for hours. There's a just, lot of people. I mean, that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, watching, Twitch. Watch people. Yeah. yeah. There are people making millions of dollars playing video games on the internet. Yeah. So people, people can watch them. So to pick up tips or even. The, and just for fun. Even if you don't like playing, watch, just right. to watch people, other people play. Like my mom used to like watching us play like Mario and stuff. My mom used to watch me play. Uh, when I first got The Last of Us, she sat there and watched me play, and and she would, ooh, like, she would, yeah. like the clickers would be around. She's like, be careful. Those are so creepy. Yeah. Oh, God. But they're, the strong, it's ironic that the stronger the, the more advanced and stronger the creature got, the more predictable and easier it was to kill. Mm-hmm. Like, even the bloater, all you have to do is throw a couple fucking Molotovs at it and stay away from it. You know, if you could stay out, if it's throwing all that shit at you, you stay, if you could stay away from it, and it always had a pattern. You do that. The scary ones were A, the people, mm-hmm. and B, when they had just turned into the runners, where they could run around and see you and fucking chase you down and shit. Um, God, it's such a good fucking game. Um, I can't wait to see how the next one's going to turn out because they're, they're going to have new style of clickers because they've. It's five, Ellie's, six Ellie's years be, later now. Yeah, well, it's going to, I think it's probably going to be 10. Um, Ellie, you know, has gotten older and, and Joel has gotten old. So. And I didn't think it, some people said he was gonna he, he was gonna be dead before it started. I'm glad that's not, that's not so. He's like in one of the trailers, so he's a good character. He's a great character. He's he's that Texan cool fucking guy. He never loses his cool, really. Um, he's capably violent when he has to be. You know what I mean? It's one of my favorite scenes where he's beating the shit out of those two guys. He sticks that knife in that guy's leg, and he he's like uh, he's like I want you to show me where they took her. And if you don't do this, I'm going to pop your kneecap off. And he sticks the fucking knife in his mouth and it has it marked on the map. Then he walks over to the other guy who's chained to a fucking radiator and he picks up a pipe. He said, he told you. He's like, I, he's, he's, he lied to you. I'm not going to tell you shit. And he's just like, that's all right. I believe him. Bang. And he fucking bashes his fucking brains in. <laughs> that's, that character is tremendous, dude. I mean, it's, and Ellie's a great character. Um, just so, I guess. Yeah, so I think you'd enjoy that game, Sean. You would like that game a lot. It's all story. There's, it's. Players like us sometimes, I don't know how you are. I'm not great at video game acumen. I, I, I'm not good at being fast. I'm not good at I'm good at figuring stuff out, but I'm not good at like the video game like a kid would be, you know. Whoa, 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 you know, do like all that the crazy first shit. person shooters online. Fuck that. I shit. get I murdered. Yeah, you get popped by an eight year old kid getting like, out of a it, fucking Jeep. For me I think it's just a matter of how much how much I like the game and how many how many hours I put in. Like I can get really good at sure. there's certain games that like I'll like I'll go like I'm not Nobody's gonna. It's very unlikely that someone's gonna beat me at Street Fighter Two Turbo, like, and that's that's, that's a, probably true. I'm and there are there are a lot of people who are insanely good at that game. Sure. Is, uh, which character you use? Ryu. Really? I was I was a Blanca man yeah. myself. I mean, there's no question. Mm-hmm. The other the other characters are it. the other characters oh, are fun. Somewhat worthless. When it really comes. Did you to play the ones where they had the new challengers come in? They had DJ, the guy who did Capoeira, and then they had. Uh, they had Cammy, that really hot British chick with the great big tits. I, I remember that, but I didn't really play any any of the ones beyond. They were fun, Street like Fire especially uh, they had one Street Fighter three came out and they changed like the, the roster big time. Yeah, see, I didn't like that because it was different from what I was right. You know. And then they realized they made a mistake, so they brought them all the other ones back and made this special edition where they had like thirty playable characters. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's it, like, but it's fun. It's, it's like, like the it's like the. Um, 
the illusion of choice or right. whatever. So. Paralysis by analysis. It, basically, yes, yeah, like how I get on Netflix. Uh, it's too much. Um, then they have the ones SNK versus Capcom where you could play the King of Fighters versus Street Fighter. That was a lot of fun. Um, or it's like it's like going to Fayetteville and trying to pick a place to eat. It's like, uh Yeah, there's so much. It's, <laughs> yeah. um, my favorite one always was, though, the Capcom games where you play as Captain America or the Hulk or mm-hmm. Wolverine or... You know, Captain America was well. Actually, the best Marvel character was Spider Man because he could swing around the fucking screens real fast, and he had a fair fair amount of power. So, you know, it was just I like how they do that, where they character every character has pros and cons. The Hulk is really powerful, but he's really slow. You know, yeah. so if you can get a really fast character, you can whoop his ass. But it, he's also more impervious to injury. So you hit him, and the bar goes down just a little bit. You're like fuck, you know, because <laughs> he grabs you, and fucking plants your head in the fucking ground. Um, I always love that. So, um, any more favorite things, John? I guess not. Right on, right on. Um, I have a couple. Uh, I watched the uh, R. Kelly surviving R. Kelly documentary. God, that dude is a pimp, <laughs> but he's also a pedophile. Yes, he is. There's pederast. Yeah, whenever he's a they're pederast. in their teens, it's a yeah. pederast. Yeah, pedophile is with a non. I think it's a non. What would you say, a non-developed... Yeah, you're just attracted to actual Someone, children, children. I've, I've, Fucking, you're, attracted, you're attracted to yeah, to p- people who are not uh, sexually mature. Mature, yeah. That's, yeah. That's a sickness. And he just couldn't help himself. Like it, He was abused when he was a kid, but that's still no excuse to be. No. But um, like when all the stuff started coming out, nobody cared because he kept dropping... Fucking awesome tracks. And then he was with Aaliyah when she was 16. 14. 14? 14. That's when it started. And her first song. One in a million. Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Produced by. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, dude. Oh. That's crazy. It was staring at us the entire fucking time. They, were, they yeah. weren't even hiding it. <laughs> we didn't have to. He's R. Kelly. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of his songs. Uh, like the trapped in a closet. Is he, he, what he is is he's a closet. Is he gay still man. like out for? Is he has he been? Uh, he's getting ready to be on trial, I believe. He's a closet gay man. Yeah, the, you ever listen to Trapped in a Closet? Uh, it's like very homophobic. I thought it was, yeah. you know, well, it's about the very title. I was like, well, okay, it on. is, but I didn't think it was that simple. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> it is him. Talk singing it's, it's everything. An, it's a it's a cheesy opera, <laughs> yes, in the style of R. Kelly singing. There's characters named Rufus and Chuck, and they're they're in the closet lovers, and like there's a conversation between them, and and like at one point it's like, and Chuck said Rufus, and Rufus said Chuck, Rufus, Chuck, and it's very repetitive and yeah. really annoying, and oh, God. at the same time just incredible. And then there's. Uh, there's um fucking real talk, which is sort of the same thing, like twenty minutes long. It's ridiculous, but he would put hints. He puts hints to everything, he, all the bad stuff he does. And then uh, when all the stuff started coming out, like this time around, he's doing these interviews with like uh, people on Good Morning America or whatever. I'm flipping the fuck out during him. Yeah, there was that one, and then like uh, I think the guy Torre, like in 2014, whenever some of the stuff started coming out, asked him, "Are you attracted to young women?" He's like, now, how, how young do you mean? You talking about 18? 
and he's like, "Are you attracted to young women?" And he's 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 trying to start off with a softball, All right? He's, and he says something like, "I like petite, small, young-looking women." It's not a good look. Just say no, <laughs> motherfucker. You're R. Kelly. Say they're, they're, no. they're looking to give you an out. Ra- Nancy Reagan had it right. Just <laughs> say no. I liked R. Kelly better um, when he was with Public Announcement. Public Announcement was that his- that was his backup group. <laughs> um, they had a song on the on the. Uh, Are you Menace to up? Society sound- soundtrack? Um, yeah, here it is. Fuck yeah. Ad. God damn it. It is Wendy's ad though, so. Hell know, yeah. They know me. <laughs> they, they know what's up. <laughs> hey, look at this fat ass. Let's throw some spicy, spicy nuggets at him. Chicken. Oh, God, this looks so delicious. That's actually still not the song yet. Oh, really? <laughs> it, now it is. <sighs> when he kept putting out songs this like the I most believe 90s I can R&B song ever. Now turn the lights down. It's a great fucking song. I don't care. Again, this was on uh, a love scene between the main character on Menace Society, who was a shitty actor. Um, I think he replaced Tupac at the last minute. And uh, so just lay back. Um, Jada Pinkett, who was still Jada Pinkett at, this, at that point. Before she went crazy. I don't think she went crazy, did you? A little bit. She's Scientologist, right? I don't know if she is or Will is. I, don't even, I really don't know if either one of them are. But they're adjacent. See, Will's got it. It's great. Mm. Have you guys seen um, that there are these movements that are like, um, like ultra, ultra progressive movements or whatever? I don't like that word, but uh, to uh, like acceptance of basically pedophiles. Yeah, because it's it's they're trying to make it a sexual orientation. Yeah, part of the LGBT. You know, like that's fucking ridiculous. Like it's like it's you don't choose who you love. The same mentality. They're going to add a P. Yes, but it's, it's expanding that to right. Abuse. Somebody gets victimized in that dynamic. You know what I mean? It's like it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I think it's. Um, that being said, though, um, I do believe that if they want to keep people from being victimized and hurt, that uh, they some people are exploring this software where they can go and virtually do it. Do it. I don't. Yeah, you know, they're making no, uh, no um, dolls, sex dolls right. that look like kids for people in China. I mean, if no, it's going to keep you from harming an actual person, no, fuck vi- it, I no don't victim, care. no crime. Exactly. Yeah, it's not illegal to want to fuck them. I'm just, you know, that'll keep you from getting murdered. Yeah, and, and keep you from basically murdering someone else's soul. So, um, yeah, there's a little bit of, of a uh, a little bit of a movement. Like I think it was Huffington Post published an article by a non-offending pedophile. And it was basically saying it's a sexual orientation. This is how we are. We can't help who we're attracted to as long as we don't act on it's it. Like, Which, you know, as long as you don't act on it, I don't care. It's like exactly. Nambla, but yeah. but they're not be, it's not a joke. Right. Nambla's a <laughs> but joke. Nambla is real. Well, but yeah, okay. But, I mean, yeah. we laugh at him, but... Because South Park did that thing, but it's like, it's, <laughs> oh, oh, it's more uh, closer to mainstream, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're more. one of the mainstream. Like some, there's like this, it's not all the progressives or whatever, but there is a, a sect that really wanted to get that in there. Like, remember the the slippery slope argument that conservatives were making? Next, they're going to come after kids if you let gays get married. Well, guess what? They're sexualizing young transgender kids. Like young drag oh, there was, queen yeah, kids. yeah, like like they were having like there there was like recent like gay pride parades happening. I forget when it was, and there was like 
there's like I saw footage of like a little um he was probably like a like eight to ten year old boy who was they they had him like say this slower wear, they had him wearing booty shorts mm-hmm. and twerking. Oh my god! Really? Like his his I guess he had like uh, hell yeah. I think he had like gay parents or something, and they were like, "Yeah, work it, yeah." Dutch, we have to get be, your robot. Be proud, you know. Be proud of it. You work your stuff. Be proud of who you are. Show him <clears throat> what you got. That's ridiculous. Like literally like, twerking and like like he, you could tell he had practiced. <clears throat> like they taught him, how, you know, they taught him how to be good at it. <clears throat> and boom goes the dynamite. Okay. Like you know, they're so fucked up. That's I don't normally use the word common sense, but this is it. Kind of gets to a point where because I I, yeah, this is bad. This is not cool. Like I don't need to make an argument for why. Well, for one thing, um, I I am of the opinion that, uh, and it's and it's actually proven through um, through empirical study that the the kids to a certain age. Aren't aware of what their sexual orientation is. They go back and forth. I mean, it's normal. It's fairly. It's normal. As a matter of fact, there's a study that says. Well, you don't. It says sixty percent of of a of a of a of a boy's uh, first sexual experimentation is with another boy. It, it's something. It's 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 it not, might not be sixty percent, but it's something higher. Than you, not me, bro. Than you think it would be. You know yeah. what I mean? So because you're with bo- other boys sure. more of the time. So and and it's nothing to do with. Um, and you share the same bathroom, and you're allowed to be naked in front of each other. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, and then I would say it's probably the same for well, definitely the same for girls. You know, it's like I remember like I was never like I was really shy when I was a kid. Like I didn't want to change in front of people. I didn't want anybody to see my penis yeah, or whatever. Well, I was that way too. Like, very much so. Like, and now you're sitting here bottomless. Yeah. So. Now I'm just whip it out. I'm like, hey, <laughs> check that out. <laughs> a little little. Uh, Look little, at that trouser snake. He's, huh? a, he's a little. He's a little shy today. <laughs> looking a little stubby. The water was cold. <laughs> uh, but, I was in the pool. <laughs> but then, but um, and I just remember like um, you know. We were like at a friend's house and, and uh, like a family friend of ours is my brother and I like my brother and I would get naked in front of, in front of each other or whatever and there and he was a, a, a you know a kid the same age as my brother and my brother and I were taking a bath like we were sharing a bath mm-hmm. I think we were like at a beach house or something and kid just came in and took his clothes off and said he's like room for one more he's like he's like hey I'll join you. it's like it's not like we're gay or anything and he just got in it was like totally natural for him sure and uh, I just remember like it I was not at an age. It wasn't like I had an erection or something like that. But I remember being, and I'm, I'm ain't gay, but I, but I remember just being just being so excited by that. And I don't know if it was like just the freedom of it, like because sure. it was so repressed, or if yeah. there was something like something else going on there. But it's like so cool. It's like oh, we can just like look at each other's penises, and like we didn't like touch each other or anything like sure. that. But it was just like something about that was just like and that's perfectly normal. It, it opened my like opened a portal in my mind. Like oh my gosh, you're. It's okay to be naked in front of other people, and he's not going to make fun of me or anything like that. And people have to understand, and it's true that the the anti gay thing is a fairly new phenomenon. Like it's uh, you know you had ancient societies like the Greeks, and even into the Romans, who were a little bit more against it than the Greeks were. The Greeks were totally open, and the, and the Greeks actually believed as a cultural thing that two, real love can only exist between two men. Women were seen as breeding vessels and nothing else. Which I, I don't understand all those. Fucking busty hippie Greek women running around. Holy shit! I've lost my fucking mind. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, dude. It's nuts. But um, you know they believe that way. And then the Romans, they saw it as like a harmless vice. You know, homosexuality. That you know. But that hardened at the time, especially with the introduction of Christianity. Really, is the Hebrews who saw 
homosexuality as a sin. But ironically, one of the reasons they saw it as such a sin is because of the Romans. They, it was more like it was a backlash from seeing, well, they lie together and, you know, well, what I mean? it also may have been with like a lot of biblical things, the result of like, this is causing damage to our society because of disease sure. or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there are health concerns mm-hmm. when in a day and age with no running water, having butt sex, <laughs> yeah. rough butt sex, you know, causes yeah. people to get infections right, and right. die and shit. <laughs> That's true. Maybe we should make this a sin. <laughs> um, I I still don't know what the jury says about um, Native Americans' homosexuality. Uh, I know that it's funny you mentioned that. I, I heard this story, and I don't I can't bear, I don't know if this is true. I think my dad told me this. He said that there was some documentation of when the when the men would go on hunting parties, would they be gone for several weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, there would be there was a name for there's like a there would they would get like. If there was like someone who's like you could tell was gay, mm-hmm. that this this guy's not, he's an effeminate man and he's not good at hunting or anything like that. They would send him with the hunting party so that the women, the pro- women who were productive and were needed in the, to do all the, the making the babies, the doing the dishes, but the the effeminate male would go with the hunting party to suck the guys off so that they wouldn't get. So that they wouldn't get uh, well, deprived. A so that yeah, basically like a, just a just a bitch, a slam hound. I think. Yeah, and just and, you, and they just probably they just throw <laughs> fuck this. They just throw phrase. fuck this guy in the woods, so that they you know so that they wouldn't, you know so that just so they'd be fulfilled. Yeah, yeah uh, and somebody to fuck. Like a, a actually, there's off. a there's a uh, something to fuck. There's in some and and I think it might be the Tongans or one of the Polynesian cultures. There is a, a whole group of gay men or. You know, I don't even know what their designation is, but they they dress up like females, and it's not considered uh, homosexual to have sex with them because they're not really men. You know what I mean? I can't remember what they're it's called. Not derogatory, right? Right. right. It's just a, they're they're a place in society, and they're not looked down upon for it. That's just who they are. It's sort of and like it, the the t- uh, Thailand lady boys. It's similar. Um, actually, though, the, these group of people hold a a fairly powerful position in society like they're they're equal to every other group they're just a different group you know what i mean i'm not saying it's kumbaya and there's no fucking you know see that's another thing with these things is that in our in our coffee house liberalism that seeps into everything uh in a sense you know i'm not saying there isn't a negative component to some of this there's gonna be you know that's just the way things are but um I do believe that it's a better way of looking at things than, you know, gay people are less than me or something like that. You know, I, I hate when you are dealing with an idiot who feels like giving a gay a uh, gay person rights gives them is is conferring upon them extra something extra, and and they won't, they can't even defend it. Like I've yeah. I've had this argument. I don't believe they should be treated uh, any differently. They should get nothing extra. I was like, what being tr- like treated like you and me? Yeah. Like, no, that's where you're losing the fucking argument. They're people, too. They get the same rights and, and, and the same position in society that you get. And they can't fucking stand that. They just oh, they can't think stand that it. letting them get married is extra? Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. That whole well, but, but there's, range of thinking. There definitely is a phenomenon where, where, where gays, progressives treat gay people extra favorably like there's some kind of mystical magical people like they're su- morally superior because of sure their- it's like pat was that's talking a real about- thing yes but pat Oswalt was talking about that he had got off a roll for the gay best friend and he said 
And he's he's really good at breaking this down. Yes, he's a coffee house liberal in a lot of ways, but he's also more Bill Burr than he is than than a lot of people realize. He said something like, "They wanted." He's like, "They wanted me cookie cutter." You know, you know. I would say all the things. What are you crying? Uh, popcorn and red wine stacked. You know, he's <laughs> just fucking. He's like, he's like, I would like to still like to play the character, but I would like to play them really dumb. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like he would. He I would keep all the gay guy rhythms, but I would have nothing interesting or helpful to say. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they want to. They want to treat them all as like they're magical unicorns. Yeah, he said. He said it's got to be annoying to gay people being treated like magical quip machines. You know, it's just. He's like, no. He's like, I have gay friends and they're idiots, mm-hmm. just like my straight friends. And he said, it's just your sexuality does not confer upon you some kind of mystical. Other that makes you, you know, it's fucking stupid. That's just dumb. Most gay people are going to be dumb because most people are dumb. That's just the way it is. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so and, you're saying most gay people are dumb. That's what you're saying. That's Charles? what you're trying to that's wrangle what, me into saying. But just when it, if something happens and you get famous, I want to make sure I got this clip to send to the fucking New York and Times. Even, and even if they have what I'm what I'm going to do here, explaining that no, that's ridiculous, and you heard it out of context. Nope, they're going to cut. They're that. going to cut that fucking they're shit out because I'm going to be the one that cuts it and exactly. sends it to them. But I mean, I, I would actually, I would actually make this hypothesis, and I don't know if science can verify this, but I would make the hypothesis that on average in the United States, if you just took all the gay, all the gay man, and and compare, you know, and average, average the intelligence. Took all the straight men that the gay men would be smarter on average. But the reason for is not because they are gay. It's because they value different. It's things. because it's because we know that they that in order to be known as a gay person, you have to contradict certain social norms. Sure, and that makes you a more complex person. Just sure. be, just by coming out. The experience, you know, only certain people are even able to do that. There's a lot of really dumb gay people who are who are straight, right? In quotation marks, Mm -hmm. because they're not able to challenge the social norms because they're just doing. But I would also argue that the reason they would also be more intelligent and more educated is because they would value different things as as a as a substrat of society. Like straight men, I've done this experiment because I am a walking experiment this way. If you start talking about books and education, all this stuff, you're less. You're considered weird. I'm considered weird not, at the place I work. Not, I really am. Not and, in Seattle. Not in uh, L.A. Not in um, Morgantown. Not. I know, but those places. Yeah. That, That's you, not where see, you live. You get what I'm saying. Right. You know, in a in a more blue collar setting, if you're educated, and I'm not saying smarter. I don't consider myself more intelligent than anyone, but I do consider myself more educated because I make it a point to be educated. You and work to read at books. It. Yeah, you exactly. work at it. And because of that, I'm different. I'm weird. I've heard some of the things they say about me behind my back, and they harass me for it. So, you know, I, fuck them because they don't have balls to say it to my face because they know I'll fucking crumple them. But I'm definitely an other. And it's, you know, I can see in my old incarnation before the testosterone, it bothered me. Now I find it funny. Like, I get prank phone calls in my booth all night long now. It, it's really just an irritation now as opposed to something that hurts my feelings. And sooner or later, I'm just going to be like, why don't you go fuck your mother and hang yeah. the fucking phone? I mean, <laughs> you, and I'm going get, to say that. And one of them is going to come out and say, prank- hey, you told me to fuck my mom. You prank called me 50 fucking times. You're like, you, well, somebody's got to fuck her and I don't want to do exactly. it. Exactly. Your you mom's get, a nasty slut. I'm not fucking her. Wait a minute. You're getting prank called? Yes. At, at work? Yes. Yeah, they have phones in the booth. I'm probably not the only one. As a matter of fact, I know not the only one. Do you one, know who it is? But it's consistent. Um, reasonably sure who one of them is or two of them are. Um, they make comments about Trump. They make comments. Uh, uh, they just it, they say it, shitty it, things. Is it like? Um, is it like? 
like friendly hazing? No, or? it's not friendly at all. It's shitty. No, okay, it's shitty. It's uh, it's 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 still able to be bullshitted as at friendly hazing, but it isn't. We all know the difference. And even when somebody tells a joke, you can tell even with inflection and 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 intent behind a racial joke if it's a, if it's a funny thing or if it's something meant to cut. You know, you know what you should do. We'll get into that later. You should you should go to your boss. <laughs> And file and file a formal lawsuit, um, a, a formal suit, and, and accuse this person of sexual harassment that he's trying to have sex with you, and just lie and accuse him of being gay and make it public. John, you're evil. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I got one more favorite thing, and then I want to get into the uh, the racism thing. There's a show called The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. I've heard of this. Home box office. It is about uh, like televangelist stars Danny McBride. I'm, I'm on board. It, he's tremendous. <laughs> um, uh, it's got John Goodman. It's got Adam Devine. It's got uh, Walton fucking Goggin. Oh, Walton yeah, Goggin is dude. a national treasure. I cannot. <laughs> him express Maya this Angelou. Enough. Walton Goggins. I mean, or flip them. Still correct. John Lennon. <laughs> uh, fucking Neil Young. Bruce Springsteen. Walton Goggins. Goggins. He's in the conversation, <laughs> is all I'm saying. They did a flashback episode to the 80s this week oh, when God. everybody was young. And Walton Goggins. Did they use the technology? No, no. Because they, they made him look old yeah, yeah. in the, uh, in the uh, current, in like whenever they're in current times. They made him look like he's in mid 60s. Yeah. And. They did a flashback episode to the 80s And his his character's name is Baby Billy And His sister is married to uh, John Goodman And she she passed away in in, In the current timeline But they did the flashback and she's still alive And it's Jennifer Nettles From that uh Singing the country group Sugarland Oh okay And she was Fucking hilarious I've I've never seen her in anything else but she was absolutely fucking hilarious, and it might have struck me so hard because she reminds me of all the old ladies that I went to church with back in the day. Because she's dressed exactly like them, they're all super fucking um, positive and happy. Yeah. And oh, how you doing, young man? <laughs> and uh, they sang. They had a little singing group in in this show back in the day, and they do a little song. And this is what it is. It's oh, fucking amazing. We gotta go to a commercial. Oh, I don't think we're gonna take a break yet. Because guess Goodman what? I wore weight. my clogging shoes. <laughs> Is he supposed to be gay in this? Business here. He's towing the line. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I think Eli needs to take a commercial break. Just, oh. just leave the dancing to us, Eli. Come on now. The rest of us, we're going to sing and we're going to dance. Now, this is all about telling angels. Yeah. God, I'm so down. Mama told me not to. I did anyway misbehaving. Daddy said don't, but I said I'm going to misbehaving.
Best part. Is that really them? I think so. That shit's hard, man. Clogging is fucking hard. my hands to keep away from Satan. That <laughs> was fucking tremendous. I fucking lo- love that show and that sp- specific song. Jesus fucking Christ. She, she, her voice is, I've always noticed this when she was in Sugarland. I don't care for Sugarland, but it's not, it's just my, not my style of country, but she's great singing in that style of country. Yeah. Like that, you know, that real kind of, well, she definitely played it up for that. Well, I know, but, <laughs> but even in, the Sugarland song, she sings like that in large part, you know, and she makes funny faces and all kinds of stuff. She's she's definitely a a, a performer and a character, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I'm about a hundred percent sure that uh, Danny McBride wrote that song too. <laughs> Do you it's think a, he's that talented? Yeah, he at least wrote the lyrics and probably. No, I'm not saying he's not, but I'm I've been I, ironically enough, running through the house with a pickle in my mouth. <laughs> I, I ironically uh, enough last night went on a Kenny Powers uh, hell yeah fucking tear. I was watching all his best his best moments from every season. <laughs> fucking he's bounded down. I didn't even finish the series. Oh god! And uh, I I love her like his the the lady. Oh his, god, his wife or whatever. She's so in the fucking show. hot. Um, and ironically, she's hotter when she's bigger. Like she was big in Hell or High Water, and she's way hotter in Hell or High Water. You know, it's a great movie too, where she plays that waitress and yeah. She's like, where's that sassy big gal? <laughs> <laughs> big old, pretty sassy big gal. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next up, I have a Umbridge, but I don't really know if I'm going to take Umbridge or not. Um, it's not really Umbridge because I think it's probably going to work out for this guy, Gillis. Yeah, yep. my, my good friend Shane Gillis. Yeah, isn't he a conservative? No, I thought he was conservative. No, he's a comedian. No, I'm saying conservative comedian is what I meant. No, he's a uh, he's what all comedians should be. He's a fucking nihilist. He doesn't give a fuck, right? But in order to get laughs, sometimes you got to do things. But um, they hired him on Saturday Night Live. We talked about it last week. How everybody was pissed off, yeah, because um, of some some clips that came out. That as soon as I heard he was getting hired on Saturday, you looked those clips up. No, no, I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a thing. Because I've heard him on uh, Legion of Skanks talking about, well, I think he was on the episode where they did the Bill Cosby victim beauty pageant. <laughs> Janice Dickinson wins that one, hands down. Oh, yeah. Or maybe Kirk Cameron. <laughs> He's one of them. That's a rumor, and I, I don't know that it No, he said, he, he gave an interview about it. Now, I'm not saying it's true, because I think Kirk Cameron is largely full of shit. Yeah. But, uh, you know. But uh, two, uh, I think on Sunday or Monday they announced that he was n- not going to be on the show, and the the joke, the first one that came out, and it came out so soon after they announced it was him. Oh, the only clip they played was like, "Well, well what do we do?" His uh, partner on his podcast asked, "What do we do with the Chinese people?" He's like, "Oh, the Chinks just let let them live in Chinatown," and then he cut it off. 
the whole the whole bit. It's on a podcast, and they, people are acting like these are written down, scripted sure. out things that you do. You don't trust me. I've done a lot. Um, the whole the whole bit was how they um se- was about how they segregated New York City. They segregated them themselves in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and the, he was playing a character in the moment that was segregating. Them. That was segregating them. <laughs> He's like, yeah, hey, you put the, uh, you put the, all the, uh, the Cubans here, and yeah. and then like, uh, what about? He's like the city planner. Yeah, yeah. What about the, uh, the Chinese people? Well, you put little chinks live in Chinatown. I mean, there's already a part of the town named that. That was the character. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, more things come out of him saying uh, something was gayer than ISIS, which is a hilarious thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Oswalt in one of his specials said that's gayer than eight guys blowing nine guys. Yeah, I mean that's just, and nobody says shit. You know why? Because he's patting fucking Oswalt. Well, you know that, I, mean? I mean, the most umbrage I take is with all the comedians that are coming out against him. Like who? Pat Oswalt. Bullshit. Really? Yeah, he did. God he wasn't it. as bad as anybody else. Like Dana Gould came out against him. Dana Gould's a cunt. As much as I like David, Dana, Dana, Dana Gould, Gould had a whole a had a whole special in the last few years of just about. Trying to be offensive Yeah And it was written Not just on a podcast You know Yeah um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm kind of upset In Patton Oswalt Bill Burr I'm sure he didn't have Bill Burr didn't say shit no, Bill, he, Burr, he Bill Burr said fuck. Bill Burr defended him Of course he uh, did Norm Macdonald defended him Yeah um, Christopher Titus came out against him Like shut the fuck up Christopher yeah, Titus Pulling your headset that's actually, that's actually a shot That's actually a, a shock Considering Christopher Titus Is usually the opposite You know he's He's trying to get woke points. He is, and you know what? And you know what's going to happen though is that we're it's teetering. We're on the teeter totter now. We're about equal, and then it's going to slide back towards people the like Bill Burr and Norman. Pendulum's going to swing yeah, back, and the people are going to be like, like, "Wow, you know." And it's going to be something that they make fun of ten years from now. Every every one of these articles is slanted. They um, it's uh, they're all against them. Like the Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that garbage. I mean, it's f- so fucking stupid. You can't. It's always intent If I'm some dumb shit Who makes a racial joke To make somebody feel bad Then yeah You're a piece of shit If I'm doing it Because I'm trying to be funny And everybody Including that group Is going to find it funny That's a different thing altogether Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Jokes are either A divider Or a Or a uniter It depends on what your intent is And your You you see what I'm saying Mm -hmm. The same joke The same joke can be Either thing that's a, that's a beautiful thing Is that the dichotomy In one joke that's, that's exactly the same Is that that joke Told with your inflection And your intent Can change completely What you mean to do with it mm-hmm. So You know I, I don't know man I mean Well like I said All the uh, All the articles Written about are slanted It's a slippery slope Whenever you start Going after comedians Yeah They try to take All these comedians And Put them in a sandwich bag and zip them and uh, nip them in the bud. I'm dropping racial slurs here. Nobody's <laughs> reacting to them. <laughs> Slanted. I got it. Slippery slope. I, I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, he's not doing that, is he? He certainly yes, he is. is. <laughs> I forgot who the fuck I was talking to. <laughs> but I, was, I mean, this this guy is legitimately funny. I've watched, uh, there's like a five-minute clip of his stand-up, and it's hilarious. Mm. The guy's funny. That's the, why, the reason why he got Saturday Night Live. Now, he would have been ruined by Saturday Night Live 
the, the he, he would have been a writer twenty years from now and not well what they, what what he what he would have done would be one of the guys that does the update desk like you know They're they bring bad. they bring in the people to the update desk not not a not a one of the hosts of the update desk oh he would have been one of the people like they one bring of the people in. that slides in from the side there were a couple of really good ones though. yeah they're yeah they're, those that's usually the best segment because that's when they have the comedians come out and tell jokes sidebar my favorite one was drunk girl yeah dressed up in Halloween meow <laughs> I'm like a bird kitty wants some candy <laughs> and then there was drunk uncle yeah um. Leslie, Some of the stupidest Leslie ones. Jones would just come out and do her act. Yeah, that was good. And she was great. Yeah, she was. Uh, Chris Farley would come out and do some weird ones. Yeah. Um, Bennett Brower was always a good one. So. Sandler would come out and do songs, and it was weird. And do his, his fucking Halloween costumes. If you didn't <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm smiling, boy. I can't quit smiling. <laughs> candy. <laughs> you know, give me some candy. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the funniest one was fucking Kevin Nealon sitting there losing his shit. Kevin Nealon is one of the most... Amazing cerebral comedians out there. He's fucking hilarious. Kevin Neal's great. Yeah, he's he's Norm's still my favorite. I like Norm. Norm um, update desk guy. I, I just love Kevin Neal because his was so odd. Yeah. Now for another perspective on that story. And <laughs> yeah. Now to take a look back. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like a written transcript of tonight's episode, learn to write real fast. Yeah. <laughs> There's all such Kevin Nealon jokes. Well, Norm got fired because he wouldn't lay off of OJ and Michael Jackson. Fuck them. My both. favorite. Probably my favorite Norm joke. There's a compilation of Norm on the update desk shitting on both of them. Yeah. Like two two separate ones. It's probably two hours long, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, my, one of my favorite Norm jokes about Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson in the hospital this week, suffering from whatever it was Michael Jackson could possibly be suffering from. Right. And uh, he asked for two Shirley Temple posters to be hung up in his room. And all the crowd goes, ooh. And he goes, no, no, no. Don't worry, folks. He's a homosexual pedophile. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's one of those ones all three of us would have been losing our oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Kicking some back in somebody's chair. Fucking hilarious. But yeah, this guy, uh, the Legion of Skanks put, pulled down all of, because once he got hired, they're like, oh, so they pulled down all the episodes he was on, because Legion of Skanks is literally, it's what it is. It's, they're the most offensive podcast on earth. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch, it's two Jews. They're more offensive than us. Oh God! It's then I have hope that we won't get in trouble. No, we're getting in trouble. We're not going to get famous. But uh, it's two Jews and a Puerto Rican, and people call them call them Nazis. And I'm like, I don't know if that works that way. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Because uh, it does it, and they say whatever the fuck they want. They're hilarious. They're silly. They're joking. They're obviously joking. Patrice O'Neill said um, after the Imus thing. Because you remember Imus said those Yeah, Don Imus I don't like him But he's free to say What he wants to say Nappy-headed hoes Yeah Like he was just Trying to be silly Make a joke He was And uh, there was like This is probably Either that or Kramer Was the beginning of people Writing think pieces About comedy Sure And um, and he said If you tell a, a A good joke Or a bad joke They're both coming From the same place Right You're trying to make people laugh so it's trying to be a positive thing. Yeah, but that's what you're trying I, to do. That, one of the best that, things you can circles, do for someone. That is circ- circling back to what I said in the beginning. Your intent with what the joke is trying to do is key. If I see a black guy I work with and I tell a black joke out loud to my white friend to make him feel bad, that's not meant to be funny. That's meant to offend him and scare him. That's what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. We all know that fucking guy. You know what I mean? That that douchebag. Fucking racist piece of shit Who thinks that's the height of hilarity You know Well there's a black guy at work He's a salesman And uh, I saw him one time I was like how do you walk around with that thing Like does that thing weigh you down Like 
like hurt your knees. <laughs> like, are you like? I'm joking. And he's like, oh, man, it's all right. I've been with it my entire life, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Well, I don't even know him that well. I just don't give a shit. Right. You know? Exactly. I just took a chance there when I said Yeah, that. you took a big chance. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been unemployed at this yeah, point. Talking about his wiener. Yeah. In case yeah. you didn't get that, guys. <laughs> and how large it is. Yeah. <laughs> a stereotype about dicks. Yeah. But uh, they talk about how he's punching down to Asians. Like, I don't know if you've looked at the numbers. Asians are doing pretty well over here, yeah, bud. Yeah, they're doing. And also, jokes aren't punches. Punches are punches. Exactly. Jokes are jokes. Suck my dick. And that's not and, a joke. And what, I want you to suck my dick. And what fucking uh, comedian that I can think of doesn't have an Asian joke where they're doing some offensive stereotype? None. Almost all of them <laughs> have that. Bill Bird talking about they can't drive. <laughs> He said, "He's like, well, there's no, there's no. He's like, they're great at it or they're terrible at it. Like they're coming in ninety miles an hour, fucking Tokyo drifting in, breaking dance, break dancing into the club. <laughs> how much? How does one human have all that fucking talent? <laughs> I just don't. I think that guy will be fine. Of course, he's they're re, um, they're doing his. They're going. I guess he's going to start doing his podcast again. Well, things are. He's gonna, just going to just do stand up. He's going to ride this. Is what he's going to do. He's going to ride it to 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 more prominence. Yeah, and." It's like the Donald Trump phenomenon. The more shit you talk about him, the more powerful he gets. You know, I, I'm I'm guilty of that. I've given that fucking idiot so much energy, and they really should have just laughed him off to begin with and said something cutting to him, so he'd have to go home and you know try to masturbate. But uh, also, I think um, something that could have happened is SNL or, or like we know what this guy is. He's definitely funny enough to be on here. But we have to give these people something at some point. So mm. let's just hi- announce that this guy's hired. They're going to unearth because there's no way they didn't know. Right. There's no way that they didn't. But it's a room full of comedians who are talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, guy's fucking funny, man. You know? Yeah. You know, and there, you know, there were four and against groups. You know, the the against group. Well, he said offensive shit, and well, they're probably the least funny people in the room. What I heard is, um, he's put out his apology, or not even really an apology. But uh, it it seemed to me like it was written by them for him to put out, and uh, it wasn't good enough. Nobody liked it, and they asked him to do another one, and he said no. I like that. Yeah, I like telling them to get fucked, and then you know what? Let chips fall where they may. I'm actually funny. I can actually go stand in front of a crowd, and most of the people in Saturday Night Live cannot. No, without other people writing for them, I can actually do that. I've been doing it for ten years, so let's just do that then. I'll just do that. I'm fine. Fuck you. Suck my dick. Yeah. You know, it'd be like if somebody like you, um, you, you make a new album and there's some, some interest from another, from like a, a label or whatever. And they're like, ah, oh, can you, can you change the lyrics here and there? What would you tell them? Um, I mean, I guess it just depends on what it is, but you don't want people telling you what to do with, with your art. No. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I would probably, unless it's like a lot of money, then <laughs> Saturday Night Live is not a lot of money. I yeah. And which it's, word, I mean, if I'm not attached to the lyric at all, it's like, you want me to change something like yeah. not, not cuss here. That's not. Yeah. But if, <laughs> if, if it's, if it's a lot, Saturday Night Live is like 80 grand <laughs> for, for a first a starting out guy. So. I'm sorry. I'm, well, la- I'm laughing just, just for a second. Fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers were on The Simpsons and they were going to play Moe's and he came back and said, "Can you change this lyric? It's offensive to this." And there, and at first, well, he didn't tell him what it was. 
And like, no way, clown. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna change our lyrics for anybody. And then, and they said the lyric, and Flea was like, "Hey, that's much better." Yeah, now everybody could enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I, just, I, just I, just, I think that yeah. guy will be fine. There's nothing. There, I mean, funny people are funny. He's not racist. If he was racist, he wouldn't be on a comedy podcast doing it. He would be racist in his own time. Exactly. He, he would be racist behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Actual racists aren't, well, aren't said, racists are cowards. That's well. That's the well. It's just that's the thing that people don't understand about censorship is like, um, just because you make something illegal for something to say or try to prohibit someone from saying, that doesn't make them those feelings go away. Exactly. If anything, it fans those flames mm-hmm. and creates more of the problem that you're trying to. You know what I mean? It's it's just the same story. With everything, it's like let's you, use a physics metaphor. If you build something up underneath something, when that you has try, an outlet, then it's you know you, when you up. try to control somebody or force somebody to behave a certain way, like let's say you know you want you don't want people to do drugs, so you make all these drugs illegal. Guess what? That creates a demand. That makes people people don't do drugs because they're legal. They do them because they're illegal. Right. It it makes you want it more. I don't do like there's certain little things I do that you know, like when I'm driving. Oh god! Oh fuck! Oh, police aren't listening. Like sometimes when I'm driving, you have a very large police list. When I'm when I'm driving, um, I get on my road. Um, like if I've got done with training or something like that, I'm like all fucking sore or something, and I've picked up you know my booze ration for the evening. And I'll like sometimes I'll crack one open on the road. You know, the police don't radar. You know, I just stick it in my door. I'm not inebriated. I'm sipping on a beer for the last ten, ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know what I mean? But it feels extra good because it's illegal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why people, you know, so yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. If you try to f- force someone to not say something or not think something, you're giving that thing more power. Absolutely. It's, it's just the same story with everything. And you try to, you know, but it to- makes it funnier to the people that are allowed to laugh at it if you try to make the the racist jokes illegal or whatever it is. Well, it's like Red Fox albums. Red Fox albums, people couldn't get a hold of them because they were so dirty. He's not a good comedian. He's a shitty as fuck comedian. Was he? Oh, I never God, really it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. But um, in my opinion, but because it was so dirty, people would sit around and listen to him. You know, we're being naughty. We're listening to Red Fox albums. You know, um, uh, Richard Pryor had that uh, phenomenon too. You know, and only he was a good comedian. You know, it's just uh, yeah. Then this guy from the little bit of his stand up, I've, I've heard him on hours and hours and hours worth of podcasts. But a little bit of stand up, I've heard he's only ten years in. He could be a fucking Jim Gaffigan or a fucking you know a fucking Kevin Hart that big because he's a white guy and he appeal he could appeal to a lot of people. You know, right. but dirty. Because Kevin Hart's not really dirty. No. Jim Gaffigan definitely isn't, but I love Jim And Gaffigan. I wrinkled my nose, but I don't think Kevin Hart is a bad comedian. I think he's a good comedian. I just so don't just like him. He's not your... He's exactly. Not I don't like him. I think I like him as a person. He sure. Like I, like him, nice I like him very much as a person. Yeah. Like, I've seen interviews. He's a really great guy. I wish he was taller. <laughs> he does, too. But <laughs> I like the fact that he plays it up there. I mean, that's half jokes. of his shtick, though. Yeah. He makes he makes good jokes about being short, like when he gets picked up and thrown in something. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. I laugh at that. I'm like, that's fucking funny. Um but you know, it's just uh, you're I mean, the guy's got an audience. He'll he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. I actually subscribe to his podcast and listen to one of them. It's good. It's fine. It's I this. wish we could get a little. It's, bit a, it's exactly what this is, except for professional comedians that are funnier than us. I don't see. I don't. <laughs> I, I think we're pretty fucking funny. Ah, well, we're okay. We're doing our best out here. I think we do a, a best podcast in this state, at least. Well, I mean, there's nine podcasts and. <laughs> 
Most of them are. Except one out of nine. I mean, most of them, most of the other ones are people mostly just wiping drool off their chin and going, uh. <laughs> uh, uh so pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was getting ready to say it's <laughs> half of them. Are, over half of them are wrestling podcasts. Yeah. Which I want to. I'm thinking about starting one in kayfabe. Like the. Are you we do- think it's real. Yeah. We think it's real. Like, why would he do that? that, that he hit him with a chair. That should be assault. <laughs> that would get old quick, though. It might. Yeah. But all the other wrestling podcasts are like analyzing the minutia of everything and yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And yeah, this one, it would be everything's complete. What is happening there is real. Right. Not that, not that there's maneuvering. How much money do they spend on these tables every year? <laughs> why are they putting tables underneath the ring? <laughs> They're going to file assault, assault charges for falling into those people. One of the funniest things that happened at the wrestling show the other night was the crowd's already all there. And then the ring crew comes out. And starts shoving tables underneath the underneath the ring. And me and Frampton are like, why are they putting those tables underneath the ring? <laughs> Seems an odd choice. <laughs> like, is there a conference going on under there? A bunch of tiny people having a little fucking conference? Is yeah, there a sales should. meeting underneath the ring? <laughs> That's something they should have addressed. Maybe we could get the ring up real quick and get those tables out there. Yeah, how about you put them up, put them under there before all the people come in? Right. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's about it for this evening or today or whatever. Thanks for listening. Um, Please start telling people to listen to this. Maybe someday we can get paid for this. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Let's go with this one here. Thanks for listening. Episode 229. Go forth and fuck yourselves. Wait a minute. I got to let this fucking ad play out before the song starts. Eddie Money also passed away. We mentioned it a little bit last week. Now here's a nice Eddie Money song for shaking? you. Yeah, it sure is shaking, bud. All right, guys. Fuck you. Fuck your mothers. Fuck your sisters. Fuck your dads. Fuck your dogs. Hell yeah. Rosanna started had a car. She looked.